one, and we are live. We are back. Welcome back to Talk It Up. Today's guest, Matthew Castillo, my brother. How, How y'all you doing? Been? Oh, good, good, man. Working, 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 trying to stay busy, you know? Let's start this thing off right, because we're talking about the introduction, and you go by Peewee. Yes, that's kind but of But I introduced you as Matthew Castillo yeah, because I yeah. wanted you to give the story. Why, where did that nickname come from? Well, I don't know. I'm a little bit older than you guys. I'm, how old are you guys? I'm 31. 30, I'm 40. So back in the day, there was a show, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which was, you know, uh, some people liked it. Some people didn't like it, you know. So and uh, I think it was maybe first or second grade, you mm-hmm. know, I, my mom dressed me up. I want to be Pee Wee Herman. You know what I mean? I wanted to be Pee Wee Herman. Do you remember God, why? I, just because just... I was so into the show. You know what I mean? It was one of those shows like kids get attracted to, you know, like these kids nowadays. I don't even know what they watch. SpongeBob. But it was one of those things every Saturday morning. Pee Wee, her big, you know. That was on. the show. Yes, that was the show. And uh, yeah, so I dressed as Pee Wee Herman, you know, went to Walmart. Back in my time, you went to Walmart, got the little jumpsuit, mask, everything. Yeah. Was there. So yeah, I got suited up. Went to school, of course, dressed up as Pee Wee Herman. And the next day, Pee Wee, Pee Wee, Pee Wee, Pee And it stuck with me ever since. Was it like your family started calling you that first and then at friends? At first, not at first, you know, but it was just mainly friends, friends. And then I started playing sports. So, you know, coaches started Pee Wee, Pee Wee, Pee Wee. And yeah. next thing you know it, my name's Pee Wee. So, like you saying Matthew, sometimes people be, who's Matthew? Like, even on my shirt, it says on Matt. Who's Matthew? Well, that's me. My mom didn't name me Pee Wee, you know? <laughs> kind of the same thing with Gordo, you know? Gordo got his name kind of, you know, out of the blue. Gordo, when he was a kid, was a little short, fat kid. You know, no disrespect to Gordo. And he was deaf and stuff. And the doctors were like, you know, hey, Gordo's going to be a mongoloid. He's not going to grow past four or five feet. Gordo ended up being a monster, you know what I mean? Playing he's what, ball. six foot five, would six you say? Foot, six foot five, yeah. yeah. I was going to say six three, but he's six foot five. Yeah, and Gordo ended up playing D1 ball and everything. But, you know, he went to the special classes as a kid and stuff. And, like, you know, that was a blessing, I guess. You and know? he graduated with a degree, too, right? Yeah. yeah. What did he graduate with? No clue. You were that family. <laughs> you know cool. what I mean? You know, some people be bragging, oh, yeah, my brother got a degree and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, Gordo this, graduated? <laughs> in, the, in this day and age, it's just graduating is an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of jobs will hire you if you have a degree, regardless of what the degree is in. Yeah. But that's pretty cool, man. I, uh, I, I, I never, I know your brother, but I don't know him that closely, but I know him through basketball. Yeah. But I know that he was like the guy, like even in middle school, and I remember your guys is age, right? Yeah, yeah. Like what, one of my foster brothers, Patrick Nieto was my foster yes, brother. Yes. And he was like, you got to see this dude Gordo play, man. He yeah. played for Lynn. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I didn't see him until a summer league, uh, at Cruces high when I played ball yes. there. And I was like, Oh, because everyone talked about him. Like he can't be that good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how it is. That's like, how you know, who's right, Gordo? Yeah. Who's good. Oh, he's a baller, man. He you was know, so good. You know what's funny how you say that? Because, you know, I've been in Mershite Leeds and other thing. And you, why Gordo was playing with the Aggies, you got those certain people. Oh, your brother don't be deserving to play with the Aggies. And blah, until he. Someone told you that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people. I mean, t- people you wouldn't believe. You know, like, and I was like, what? You know, he's playing ball for root for him, you know. And yeah. uh, then Gordo, of course, finished and got in the Mershite League with us and. Those same people that were talking, then they got a taste of it and figured out. Same thing with Gus Macker. They're always like, well, Gordo, Mark, Phil, Adrian, they don't stand a chance. I mean, these dudes won like four or five in a row. Why? They know how to play together and they understand the game. It's yeah. not, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Gordo was just gifted. That's why I told my mom, what happened to me? You know? Well, you played for a while I, too, didn't I you? I played high school basketball. Coach Smith gave me the shot uh, my junior year. 
Like I said, my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of in that trouble crowd, not taking it too serious. Didn't have the grade, you know what I mean? And then finally, my junior year, uh, Coach Smith was actually a PE teacher, my PE teacher. And he was like, hey, man, come try out. I see a little bit of talent. And I was like, ah, whatever. And then uh, one of my buddies, uh, Zach Nelson, he was like, man, just come try out. And I did. You know, I made the team. And uh, so I played my uh, junior and sophomore, uh, my junior and senior year. I mean, I didn't get that much playing time. But and I remember just love being on that bench and being, you know, the voice of the team and just. But, you know, people would say, you need, I was thinking in my mind, should I quit? Should, yeah. but I stuck it out and, you know, coach gave me a couple minutes and man, when he put me in there, I wasn't looking, no way I'm going straight to, I'm getting a point or rebound or something. Yeah, I'm making the know? most out of my minutes. Yes. I yes. feel you, man. No, yeah, that, that's, I, I knew that you had played for a little bit, but you you said that you're 40. Yeah. So I'm 30. So you're nine years ahead of me. Yes. I, was in, yeah. I was in middle school, if not elementary school. And then people still, they're like, well, you're younger than Gordo. No, I'm. 10 years older than Gordo, you know, that's my baby brother, you know, but they look at Gordo, this big old dude, they think, well, he's the oldest, right? Did you know that Gordo was going to be good at basketball when you were younger? Dude, uh, yes. You know, what's funny is because everyone always asked me that. And I'm like, so I was in high school, like I said, playing basketball, junior, uh, Brandon Hawkins was dating my sister. So he was always at the house too. Of good course, -Hawk. Everyone, hung out at, everyone hung out at my mom's house, you know? Mm -hmm. So we would be out there playing on a trampoline, playing basketball or being out. And Gordo was, man, in like third grade out there shooting. And we were rough on him. And then two years later, fifth grade, I mean, he just really, I, me and my buddies were talking like, man, Gordo's going to be something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew right off the bat, just from seeing him play and the way he was, I was like, this kid's going to go somewhere. You know what I mean? And yeah. then once he hit middle school, you could just see the improvement. And then uh, what really got me is when uh, Coach Smith, Threw him in as a freshman, you know. They yeah, were, they were playing, and I mean, he was just on point, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, they had a good team that year, his yeah. sophomore year too. He had some good teams. Now that I think about it, all four years, all four years, because just the, the the transition of those really good guys when he was young, when they moved on, and then he became the older person. But then his same age group, like Money and Buzz, yeah. and then these guys that all played. Yeah, with him. well, you know, Money was one that if we, I think we would have had, but you know. People in school, some they don't get it. You know, he wasn't going to class or whatever, but he didn't play. You know, they would have really been a dominant squad that probably could have won two or three state championships. Well, that's why you got to give Gordo so much more credit because you mentioned earlier, like him struggling in classes. He yes. was shorter. Not only did he ball out, he also got the grades and like, and then also graduated college. That's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, and it shows you there's so much more to a, a, a whole athlete than just being really good at the sport. Big right? time. And I got a good experience with it. I mean, despite the time I got arrested, you know, I was acting wild at the WAC tournament, ended up in jail. Did you really? Up, oh, man, it was a boy. I, first day in Vegas, my parents are like, look, we're going to watch Gordo play in the WAC tournament. Just behave. Is know? this like his freshman year? Uh, I'm thinking maybe his sophomore. Yeah, okay. sophomore or junior year. But. The WAC tournament was in Las Vegas. You know, I was on my, I have people who know me that know me, you know, I had my issues with alcohol, drugs, which we could get into later or whatever. But yeah, you know, they're just like, we're going to Vegas. As a matter of fact, they didn't even let me go with them. They're like, <laughs> I had to write up on my hand and knuckle. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to make your own it, way here. Yes. They're like, you get here, whatever. So, you know, my parents, they, now that I remember, they were coming the day after. Okay. The day I got there. So the day they got there, they find my aunt and uncle. They're like. Where's Pee Wee? Uh, he got arrested last night. And in Vegas, Clark County, this jail is so packed. 
Wait, you, you got arrested before the game? Before the game. You didn't even make it? My, <laughs> dude, I wasn't even there four hours and ended up in jail. All right, let's hear it. What you happened? know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I'm sitting at a poker table, you know, drinking, of course. Drinks are free if you're gambling. Everyone knows yep. that in Vegas. To me, at the time, you know, I'm gambling 50 cents, trying to act like I'm a baller. Bring me another crowning coke. You're acting a fool, you know, getting as drunk as I can. Because in my head, I'm thinking I could drink high class here. They're not going to charge me. I'm going to give this girl a dollar, whatever. And you get braver when you're in a different city. Big time. Because you're like, yeah. I, I'm never going to see these people yes, again. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> next thing I know. There's some guy next to me, you know, and he's, we're just, I don't, I can't remember what happened. We just started arguing, arguing. Next thing I know, shit's fine everywhere and poker chips are fine. Tables fine. And I'm going to jail. They're like, wait, wait, fill me in though. Did you attack him? He attacked you. Were you taking his money? I can't remember exactly what I think. Because of those free drinks. (laughs) I think I turned around and when I turned around, I bumped him with my drink. And that's when he kind of got more aggressive. Like, hey, what the yeah. fuck? You spilled a drink on me. You know how it is. When yeah. you bump into somebody and you spill, oh, my bad. And I think he, I, he remember I said he said something smart and I knocked off his chips or some shit. Like, fuck you. You know what yeah. I mean? And next thing I know, security was already on me. They're like, God. Oh. So, yeah. And I think I started giving them lip. And I, I could barely even remember. I was so drunk. I was already partying two nights before here in Cruces. Before, you know, it <laughs> the, the was part, one of those. The pre-party to the party? Yeah, dude. And yeah, I ended up in jail. And the thing with Clark County, you know, I, I had the money to bond out and everything. But that jail is so big, the process takes like 48 hours. Oh, I'm sure it or not. It's like, I'm sure their jails are crazy in oh, Vegas. Oh, dude, it, I, I, I was on the one that you see on TV. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. sit you in those big old chairs on the side. and Like a DMV waiting dude, room like yes, to get into the yes, prison or yes, the jail. It's yeah. like. What what is going on here? And then they get mad at you. Don't be looking at the girls. Well, man, she's two feet away from me. And she, yeah. So, so how long were you in there? I was in there for I think a day and a half. And then finally, my bell posted. They're like, "Hey, uh, we're here to do your paperwork now. You're out here." They walked me down this hallway and just let me out this little back door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't have a cell phone or nothing. I was doing bad, like I said. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I just started walking down uh the strip. Seen the big buildings. Oh, yeah, they're just right down the road. Next thing I know, dude, three and a half hours later, I am didn't know where. I was in down, what's that other, the old strip or whatever? Yeah, like Fremont. Yes, I was down there, just lost, dude. And uh, anyways, started drinking again. And, I mean, people are going to laugh at this, you know. So I make my way to the game. They're playing Boise State Championship. You know what I mean? Oh, so you do make it to the game. I make it to the last game. Okay. The last game. I missed the first one and the second one that they played because I think it was three games which the third one was to go to, I can't quite remember, but you made I know, it to the last one. Yes. I know they're playing Boise state. And um, so, yeah, I, I show up to the game, of course, drunk, you know, I'm drunk. Boise state has their student section going off because they're kicking the Aggies and they have ass. A, they have a crazy student oh, section. Dude, that, Those that's guys what don't people don't get. And they were talking. So me being stupid, you know what I mean? I walked down there, started another fight, <laughs> all kinds of shit. They're, the security was cool. They're like, look, just go sit. Over. So next thing I know, I'm arguing with coach Marvin Menzies wife and it's not good. And my, my mom's like, dude, do you know you were arguing with the head coach's wife? Yeah. Like, for God's sake, what are you? I was like, uh, no, that's his wife. I thought <laughs> she was just a random fan trying to, because she's like, she was just trying to calm the situation down. Yeah. Hey, you need to chill out. You, you know, and I'm just going, who the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Next thing I know, Gordo's like, hey, man, come next season. Coach saying you're going to have to sit a little or further up, top, up there, up top. Nosebleeds. You know? I'm like, uh, I got it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, man, it was good times there. You know, I got to 
go see him play at Duke, which was a, a trip when Reggie Theus, well, he was supposed to coach, but yeah, Reggie Theus set up a game with Duke and Louisville instead of playing UTEP and UNM twice. And where did they play? Where was that game at? That game was at Duke. Oh. And Cameron yeah. Indoral, man, me and Brandon were in heaven, you Duke know. Duke is in South Carolina, North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Well, when I went out there, I didn't know that Wake Forest, North Carolina, and Duke are, they're within they're like, miles. They're just, boom, I didn't know boom, that either. Boom. I knew that Duke and North Carolina were close. I didn't know about Wake Forest. Yeah. Wake Forest, it's North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, and Duke. They're just all right there, like within five. It's weird, like five yeah. to 10 miles or something like that. Just on the other side of the freeways, you know what I mean? You and get those off, are all powerhouse schools, all powerhouse. Too. You yeah. get off one ramp, there's North Carolina. Go a little mile down, there's Duke. It's like, what? That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty cool that you got to go do that, though. Yeah, it was fun, you know? And that is where I really tripped out because, you know, I was expecting Duke a big old, man, that thing's like a high school gym. Little tiny, tiny gym. They just get wild. The, you know, it looks small when I watch the, because the camera angles kind of throw you off a bit. Yes. But I saw one that was zoomed out a bit. And I remember yeah, if, that thinking it was kind of small. If you get time and you Google like the inside of Cameron Indoor, you're going to look at it and be like, I think uh, Centennial High Gym is bigger than that. So is the school itself pretty small too? No, the, the school the is beautiful. It's, everything's like castled, you know, rock. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I can't remember what, there's like a little thing it says why it's so little. But I know... Um, for some games, I was talking to this dude and uh, he had been going to Duke for three years, never even mm -hmm. been in there. He really? was trying to buy my ticket. I'm like, dude, I, I was willing to sell it because I'm like, hey, uh, I'm in North Carolina, no money. But I was on will call. You know what I mean? That means that yeah. I got to show my ID to get in. And uh, so he was breaking it down to me that uh, for them to get in, students, they do this thing like for certain games where they just you put your name in this big old spool, like a bingo thing. You know what I mean? And they, so you have to like win the lottery to even get a chance yes, at a ticket. Yes. To even beat. That's so strange, man. What a, what a, what a big school to have such a small gym, man. Yes. You, you would think they're leaving some money on the so table. They there. have this, I, I think it's called Shashesky field. And so all the kids before the game, they'll go out there and sit in that field and hope their name gets strong. So they're just out there turning it. Rob Miller, you're going into, wow. You know what I mean? That's wild, it's man. crazy, dude. I, I was like, I really? never knew that freaked out about the because it's so tiny but then too you got to remember boosters and all those people are more get in there first before you know yeah yeah there's some big time people celebrities go to those yeah. games oh man. yeah dude yeah. You, you get a chance to check it out and really look inside the gym and pictures you'll you'll realize what i'm talking about it's tiny tiny do you ever I have a question for you and you can answer however you want because you, you told me the story about uh, being in Vegas and missing the first two games and stuff like that. And I only ask you this because I know that you're sober now. Do you ever look back and think about like moments you might have missed out on like that one, maybe? Oh, man. So many times. Really? So, so many times, you know, it's it's like I think back, what was I doing? You know what I mean? But at the time, like people, they don't they don't realize like when I went to the rehab, I started really learning. No offense to nobody who drinks or nothing. You know what I mean? I'm not a dry drunk. But I started learning that when you're drunk like that, so waking up, drinking and doing, you just don't realize you're, you're thinking everything's Crimson's and Clover. My life is normal, perfect. But like you're saying, now that I'm sober, now I'm like, damn, there's times where I wanted to see that. Now I can't go back and see Gordo, you know what I mean? Perform yeah. like he would. And it's never going to happen. You're right, but. So, so let's, let's rewind a little bit because you mentioned being in rehab and I've been in rehab as well. Yeah. And I've talked about it on this podcast. So, so tell me about that. How'd you, like, how long ago was it and, and what happened? My story. Okay. So is what happened with me, um, back, I would say from 
Well, yeah, Gordos. What year did you guys graduate? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Well, he was, uh, I think he's the same exact year as me. So probably oh, eight as well. Oh, eight. So Gordo probably graduated college in 2012, I would say. Something finished it. Didn't graduate at that time, but yeah. finished it. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's about between 2010 and 2000. I was just getting in trouble. You know what I mean? I had picked up a charge for, um, for the couch. I had took a couch from Ashley Furniture. I was working there out there at the time, which, you know, not thinking, you know what I mean? I'm thinking there's a couch and I could get away with it, which yeah. I was, you know what I mean? Which I regret. And uh, anyways, yeah, I took the couch. Uh, next thing I know, I was indicted. You know what I mean? In trouble. I was supposed to be reporting on probation or whatever. Never went. Yeah. <laughs> Never went. So uh, I had gotten pulled over for my tail light. They let me, they arrested me, of course, because I had the warrant, took me in. And um, I was in there, I think, maybe six months just in the county jail. And then finally they let me out. They're like, okay, we're going to put you back on probation and uh, this and that. You got to comply. So I was complying with them. But, dude, I was just failing. You know what I mean? Dirty mm -hmm. UA after UA, not complying what they wanted with community service. Because I don't know if you've really been on felony probation or whatever you want to call it. But. You know, they're pretty strict about you doing your community service. If they assign you to a class or something, you got to be on it. It's a yeah. violation. And I ignored it. So uh, I ended up getting in some trouble. You know what I mean? Some more and uh, petty shit. You know what I mean? Nothing massive to where I was out. Just like, uh, for example, I got pulled over. I was in possession of a controlled substance. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Two or three of them. Finally, they're like, look, you, you're, you're going to have to do some time. You know what I mean? So I ran, I, I ran, dude. I had been on the run, I think, um, until my daughter, when my daughter was born. And that's when I was like, you know what? I, this is when I started snapping. I actually, uh, I was talking to this guy that I was locked up with. And this guy was a big old prison dude. You know what I mean? Deep into the, he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you, what are you doing in jail? You got a good family. Your brother plays ball. I mean, what, what, what's your purpose here? You know what I mean? Like trying, like spitting knowledge to me, something that I'd never really heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like telling me the potential. I was doing work duty in there, you know? And uh, so anyways, I got out. I posted bond. My girlfriend at the time got me out. And uh, yeah, dude, I just was violating again. And then so finally, like I said, the little one was born. And I, I just told myself, look, you can't be that dad. That's going to get arrested five or six years later when your daughter's already of age mm -hmm. and knowing. So I turned myself in. I called the probation. I said, hey, uh, I'm ready to go to jail. You know what I mean? What do I have to do to take care of my situation and whatever's going on? So, you know, she was like, well, come in here, blah, blah, blah. So I suited up, you know, five pairs of boxers. People have been to jail. They know the routine. Double six up, pairs of triple socks. up. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, I went in there, of course, you know, my man, I just had a little girl, you know what I mean? Hearts racing. and. I, yeah, so they're like, well, you're facing six years just from being on the run, you know, and bunch of shit. And uh, like I said, I went back to my uh, cell. And um, next thing I know, the next day, the district attorney, they offered me a plea. They're like, well, we could give you two years. You know what I mean? Right away in my mind, I'm like, where do I sign? I'm guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I would have fought it, went to a jury, they're going to find me guilty regardless. A jury's going to. You go to a jury trial, that's 80% of your time. So I probably would have done four to five years. You get what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of the 18 months I did. So you knew if I go to trial, I'm going to be guilty. Yeah, because you go to trial, that's when they start throwing it out. Trial, they're, the district attorney is going to throw everything. They have videotape. 
the evidence they have on you of what you did, yeah, et cetera. You know what I mean? For any, any case, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I was guilty. So I'm like, I'm not going to go to a jury trial and f- try to fight it when yeah. I know I'm in trouble. So what am I going to do? Six or two years? You know what I mean? So yeah, I got lucky and did 18 months and they were going to, they were going to ready to let me out. Mm-hmm. You know, of course I had to uh, talk to a person. I'm like, I, I want to see uh, if I could go to a rehab, you know, I, I'm not ready. I still feel. So you started looking at this while you were in jail while still? While I was in jail still. You know what I mean? So I was like, I need, I need help. I'm an addict at the time. You know what I mean? I was doing meth, drinking heavily shit that going downhill, you yeah. know, going downhill big time. And I mean, fast. I had been hospitalized in one year, I think 93 times. You know what I mean? And I still got the papers and stuff that remind me of that, yeah. those times. You know what I mean? I look and I'm like, dude, like you said, I'm thinking back, what was I doing? Yeah, And uh, I would end up there if my pancreas would get inflamed. I don't know if people know too much about the pancreas, but the pancreas is like a little thing behind your stomach. It can't be. People always tell me, why can't you get it removed? You can't. It's impossible. You know what I mean? So why is it getting inflamed because of the drinking? Because of the drinking. Okay. The drinking. And it would come and go. Like I could drink for five months and not feel it, but I could drink one night and feel it would just depending how much yeah. it could take. And dude, it's the most horrible pain ever. When you get to the hospital, you can't eat, drink nothing. You're on an IV because you can't, you can't afford that that thing inflamed. If your pancreas, I like to explain it to people. It's like the thing that you, that's inside of a deer when you kill it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you kill a deer and you're cutting it and gunning it, they're like, don't hit that little thing by its heart. Cause if you hit that killed, poison thing, I've never killed a deer. Anyways, if you kill, if you <laughs> but kill, but if a, I do, I'll stay yeah, away if from you that. kill a deer, people who know, you know, from hunting, when you cut it open and are gutting it, there's this little thing. That if you cut, it's gonna it's gonna leak this toxin and it ruins all the meat. Basically, you. what your pancreas is that little thing explodes or erupts, you're done. So your pancreas is essentially detoxing all the crap you put in your body. Yes, you know, and I still feel it at times. Not as sharp pain as that. Where I have to take Pepto Bismol, maybe a Tylenol or two. I fucked it up. It's 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 done. You know. So you knew in jail, you already had this issue. You're getting out, and you. Was it your idea yeah, to well, look I into had rehabs? Yeah, to my mom, and then I'm like, you know what, mom, I need help. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. they, they seen it. They know, you know, so a rehab accepted me. It's called Hoy Recovery in Española, and uh, I ended up in there for four months. I sat there, and uh, I got out, and I've been sober ever since. Something, I don't know what. How long, how long were you in there? Four months. Four months. 120 days. And Hoy Recovery is a residential treatment center for the people listening. So it's like you live yes, there. Yes, you live there. It's a, it has a woman's side and a male side, and it's real structural. You know, you wake up at 6, you're going to classes all day, and uh, you have your bedtime a certain time at 8.30. And you know it's real. And, man, something, I don't know what it was, just sparked me in there. Yeah. I was in there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of this life. I'm better than that. You know, because I would always have people tell me, Pee Wee, your work ethic is a little bit different. I got ADD. If you know me, I'm off. I'm bouncing off the walls yeah. everywhere. So, yeah, dude, I, I got out and uh, I started painting with my cousin, you know, painting, painting, painting. And uh, I was still on probation, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't come out. And yeah, so uh, probation, you know, they're like, hey, man, you need to find a, a normal job showing income. They don't want you getting paid under the table. You know, they want everything done by the rules. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I ended up working for this landscaping company that I work for now. And, you know, I went in there and been there tearing it up ever since. I know I post a bunch of shit, so I know 
several people have seen our work and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys, you're showing me some and I've seen some just on my own. You do good work. And people are always asking me, so that's your company or what? And I'm like, no, I got people that work for me. You know what I mean? So is what's really going on now that we could talk about it. um, So I work for the Green Lizard Company, which is the one you see with the fake grass, all the landscape and stuff like that. I got my mom's house getting demoed stuff right now and things like that. Those are my guys that work for me Mm -hmm. while I'm at work. So while I'm at work, I got a crew working for me, taking care of business out here. You know what I mean? And people tell me, like, even my boss, he, I'm like, hey, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm good on my own. Yeah. Oh, you ain't going nowhere. Well, here's a little raise. You know what I mean? For I'm the only person I know. Like, uh, I went back to work. They're like, uh, you got COVID and I heard you got a raise. Oh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But. Like well, I, well, you worked hard. That's yeah, how it happened. And the thing is, man, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm the baddest. Uh, but I mean, you get me out there and work, I, I'm going to do some damage. Well, I think you glossed over something real quick. And I noticed it, if you don't mind. I I, I, uh, I, I was, because you mentioned the rehab and, and you talked about getting out. And we, and I can hear it in your voice and I can hear it when you talk about stuff. What you do have is a, is a work ethic. You actually are, you, even earlier when you were telling me that certain clients will tell you, Hey, are you sure you can do this? Yeah, yeah. Like when you're putting together stuff and you're like, dude, watch, watch how it comes out. And you yeah. show me some videos. It looks amazing. I think that's what it is. I think if I had to guess, I don't know, but it sounds like maybe in rehab you found. Well, that's what I- the way that you were an addict about drugs and alcohol. You're like, I can be an addict about learning how to do yes, these complicated that's what things. I was gonna, that's what I was going to get back to. So in the rehab, I had already know how I knew I had been working for a landscaping company for water smart last landscaping with my buddy, Joshy Marvel, Alex Petermeyer. Before I was getting in trouble, you know what I mean? I was, yeah. well, getting, working and getting in trouble, I should say. <laughs> but you <laughs> but had a history with I had it before. I the history. So when I got to the rehab, it's all farm out there. You know what I mean? So my first thing was like, how do I get on this work crew, you know? Yeah. And so I was out there and the counselor would always tell me, he's like, Matthew, maybe uh, this is something you could substitute out for the alcohol. Because I guess the way they broke it down to me. The alcohol, like I'm saying with my ADD and anxiety, that was what was mellowing me out. But mm-hmm. I was abusing the shit. So I'm like, well, how is, would it mellow me? I just had so much anxiety. I think I learned how to use it out on the work field instead of drinking. So you just replaced your addiction. I replaced my addiction. Yeah. Exactly. You nailed it right there. You well, know I, fully, I, mean? I fully believe that because I can relate to it. And I also, in my job now, I work specifically with people in recovery from drugs yeah. and alcohol. And that's what it is. I'll get asked a lot, like, how do I get over this? And I'm like, you, you kind of have it in you to be this way. It's just, what is your thing? Yes. And we replace what you're doing with something healthier. And it, it could be anything. It could be drugs. It could be maybe someone that's eating bad food, replace it with good food. Yes. It could be someone that's overweight, replace it with working out. Someone that's addicted to watching shows. Have you tried getting out in your community and playing a sport? Yeah. It's, it's anything, right? You kind of replace yes. it with something healthier. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm saying. Kind of like with me, you know what I mean? I, I just replaced it with working it was called my coping skill yeah instead of going to a cookout or family gatherings and stuff right when i got i knew myself too well i'm like if i get around the liquor and shit i'm gonna i'm gonna recap so i would just substitute it i would go work by myself you know what i mean going and doing side jobs on saturdays and sundays i mean knocking out and that after that man i mean people just started talking i know this guy that could come do your yard in a weekend yeah you know what i mean and i would go do it dude i'm and People ask, like, what are you on? Life. A little bit of marijuana, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, I'm just, this is what I'm doing, you know? They call it uh, California sober. That's what they call it. Whenever you 
use marijuana to get off something else, which has been proven to really you work. You know what's funny? It's because the rehab suggested that to me. They're like, why don't you? Do- I would smoke marijuana, but at the time when I was drinking and doing meth, it was just maybe a couple of blunt here or there. But my main focus was on that meth pipe and, and alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the weed wasn't really, yeah, whatever. Let me have a hit. You know, I wasn't worried about that. But when I got out, like I said, they referred me to, so it was crazy. I got my medical card actually in there. So right when I got out, that my medical card was already ready. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So on the probation, they couldn't really do nothing about it. If you're on a medical card on, on probation, it's not considered a dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have one, it is a dirty. So I was smoking on probation the whole time. And that's when I was just like, man, after I think the first eight months, I'm like, I really don't need alcohol. Like I can, I was one of those guys who lived off of it. I'm going to a game. I got a drink. I'm going to the grocery store. I got to have a beer. I'm walking to my mailbox to get the mail. I got to have a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my mind, I thought the beer is what, that was my life, man. It was sad to say, you know, it, I don't think it's sad to say, but I get what you're saying. I think that you do a good job of talking about it, which is important. Yeah. And also it shows people that, Hey, like regular ass people go through some tough shit. And they have to learn just the same way we all have to learn how to yeah, do hard dude. things. And so I appreciate you even talking about it, man. Yeah, I'm real. It's impressive. I'm real open about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've talked to people they are like, man, you're just throwing out there that you did meth like nothing. Some people are trying to, it's because I'm not, I'm not scared to say the life I was living. You know what I mean? Because some people don't get how, I mean, family. And I'm sure, you know, some of my fr- immediate friends, I mean, from where I was at scrounging for money from my ashtray, to try and make a living to where I'm at now. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe. So, I mean, I tell people I'm living proof of it. If I could do it at this age, you're barely 19 or 20. You still got a long life because I try to talk to the youth community. You know what I mean? Kids who are in jail, like now in juvenile centers and stuff that are getting out and thinking, Oh, my life is done. No, you're 18. You still got a chance to go to school and do more. I said, look at me. You know what I mean? Look how I'm doing now. Yeah, And they, you know what? One of them told me, he's like, man, I've never even, sometimes they've never been told they can do it. They're used to hearing, oh, you can't make it. You're not going to, that the life they live. So do you think that you heard that a lot back when you were drinking and, and doing stuff a lot? Oh man, I've had people tell me you, and this is what's crazy, man. I was talking to a buddy about it today. It's the way it works is everybody being peewee, do better for yourself. Stop drinking. You're going to die. You know what I mean? do better but now that i'm doing better it the same certain people are like oh this dude's a prick he thinks he's a rich i'm like i'm the same old person man you can't really please everyone huh it's It's weird how that works though people will do that they'll they'll that this is a sign and i learned this doing youtube videos and stuff you you can't please everyone there's no way and and the same people that tell you you're drinking too much will be the same people not always but they'll be the same people telling you like you're not fun to be around because you don't drink anymore Oh, yes. I wanted to invite Pee Wee, but we're all drinking and I want to be weird. So I'm not inviting you. It's like, you can never really please everyone. Yeah, and that's what, like, I was, what do you guys want from me? That's what I was telling you. <laughs> you could ask anybody, you know what I mean? I'm not a dry drunk. If I'm going somewhere or there's going to be people coming to hang out with me or I've been playing cornhole a lot. I don't, and yep. uh, you know, yep. when my, butt they come to play, I, I have beer there from, it just wasn't for me. I was ending up in jail. I mean, ending up in the hospital dying. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, so when people say, why do you, why did you quit? Cause and I had to, I had to, 
I was, like I said, getting in jail or ending up dead. You know what I mean? It wasn't for me. Yeah. I don't know how to have drink socially. And people still tell me this day, have one or two. That's where I'm like, I'm scared to. I like the way what it does to me. Yeah. Like they told me in the rehab, you like the way you feel on alcohol. You don't like what it does for you. You wake up hungover. You yeah. wake up hurting. You like that sensation. Like, oh, alcohol takes everything away. Yeah. Everything. When you're drunk, you ain't got a worry in the world. You know what I mean? You get braver. You get more talkative. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you, it, it's, it's like an eye opener, man. And I, I look and I think, man, I was that. Dude, you know what I mean? I was thinking, ah, next year I'm going to get a job and do, nope, ain't happening. Back in jail. You know what's weird though, is you're kind of the same guy. Like you're just as talkative, you're just as funny, and you're just every, as social. That's what everyone trips out. They're like, I'm, you're still the loud thing. Yeah. I mean, even maybe a little bit funnier when you're not drunk. Well, I think that that would be interesting to dive into. And I don't, I don't know if you've thought about it at all because they say a lot of times when people over drink or whatever their, their choice is, it's because they're hiding or running from something. Yes. And sometimes that's true. I don't know. Like with my own struggles, everyone needs to tell me that I, I think what it is is I was just misguided as a kid. I didn't have a father. I didn't have someone telling me what's right or wrong. And yeah. I definitely, I didn't value myself. So I don't even look at my own and think that I was masking something because Again, I'm just as social when I'm not drinking. Yeah. I think it was just, um, it was definitely a booster uh, when it came to confidence for sure, especially around girls. I got oh, drunk yeah. for the first time in high school and it was the first time I got a girl interested in me the same night because I was all like, well, like confident yeah, and just like, get my me, number, girl. That gave me the motivation. I need to drink to get the babes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's like, it. this works out. Everyone likes me better. Like it was just like, and then it just spiraled out of control yeah. kind of thing. But I have way more control of it now. But when I honestly look back and try to figure out what it was, it wasn't like it is for most people. For me, I wasn't really running from anything. Um, I think I was more so just trying to fit in. And yeah. now that I feel fine and care less about fitting in, I can like I drink way more responsibly and I can have different moments and I can go months without drinking and be fine. Yeah. But it's just weird. Have you thought of, have you dove into yourself and thought about what it was for you that even because you kind of know what got you out. You kind of know who you are today. Do you even know what got you into that in the first place? I don't. And like. People, I didn't come from a bad family or nothing. You know, family's I mean? really nice. To where I could say, "Oh, I didn't have a mom or dad, and I was on the street." So I, it was like, I don't know, man. I think, like I said, I had those first couple of tastes, and I've always think I've always been an over abuser. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of having six or seven beers at a party, and then afterwards, it it just didn't stop. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I can't. I don't know what if I liked it or. Like I'm saying, I didn't really have an excuse to say like, oh, I need to drink. My life's miserable. I don't have a view. You know, it was never nothing yeah. like that. And a lot of times people do drink because of those situations. Yeah. You know, I got a bad family. My kid, I'm, you know, it was nothing like that. So I, I still can't figure out why I was so abusive with the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't get it. Being at the bars every night, you know, waking up broke, back at work, hurting. It's like. Dude, your paycheck's gone. Yeah, it's not a fun you feeling. You work man. two weeks to spend it at Hurricane Alley. You know what I mean? I, I remember, and I've told a few stories in this podcast, so I'll try to avoid the ones I've already told. But I remember struggling so much for money. And I did this. Uh, this specific story was about black and mild cigars. This is how poor I was. I was staying at my friend Lloyd's house. Oh, and, Lloyd. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lloyd. Me and Lloyd were living together. He was working. He had a good job. That yeah, guy's Lloyd's always, always been straight. He's always yeah, been yeah. disciplined, man. And we would go out and party and stuff, but I was way on a different level than him. And Hector was there at the time too. Uh-huh. And when we lived together, um, they would be, Hector would be over at his house, Lloyd would be off and I'd be by myself. And I really wanted to smoke. And I would literally just go through the couches 
and I knew I needed like exactly like it was like 95 cents for a black and mild. Yeah. And I think it came out to like a dollar seven with tax. And so I would literally try to get exactly enough, but then, so I would oftentimes you could find a dollar oh, in anyone's easy. couch. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd find the change for it, but then I didn't have a car. And so from that trailer out there, remember where it was? Yeah. I used to run the desert. So I'd find money. Sometimes I would be drinking like during the day. Yeah. So I'd be kind of drunk, find money. And I would run in the middle of the day in this hot ass Ooh, desert yeah. just to get to that shorties, just to buy a, a cigar. And then I would smoke it on the way back. And then by the time I got to the house, it was gone. I'm like, what, what did I do that for? Yeah, and, and yeah, that's, a, that's exactly. But the things we'll do to get the things we crave, Dude, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're like, I did all, I went all that way and struggled. And now and I'm home and I don't even have, have the nothing. cigar anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, man, I, I totally get that. I mean, dude, I was bad at times too where uh, I feel what you're saying to where I would be up all night from the meth and shit. Everyone's asleep, of course. And of course, when there's no more beer, I was walking out, finding whatever I could to pour in a cup. And I mean, yeah, like, and then I would wake up the next day, like, what the fuck were you doing? It's dude? wild. It's and crazy. It, it's crazy what you'll do when you have a feeling like that. But it, it kind of differs from who you are as a person, because had it not been those things, like it's not something I normally would have done as I'm sure it's not something yeah. you would normally have done, but it's just like, it's a weird kind of thing like that, where you're just like, you'll go out of your way to make something happen out of for nothing, like, which is probably why you're such a hard worker now. Because like, that, that part's probably already been embedded in yeah. you. You just didn't know how to I use it the right way. About it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what my boss tells me. He's like, man, you're all over the place. Well, is that a good thing or bad? You know yeah, what, what do you want from me? It's a good <laughs> thing. He's like, no, it's a good thing. But I try to relax. And I'm like, all right. You know, I got to sometimes to uh, understand like the other guys, they nobody's moving. I, I'm almost thinking in my head, how can you not do that? You know what I mean? But I'm just active you know what i mean not everybody's add like me bouncing off the walls you know and sometimes i find myself getting fussy like well they should have already done that yeah yeah you know and i gotta catch myself and be like hey you know not everybody's off Some the wall people like just, you people just operate differently yes, yeah. yeah exactly you know and that's one thing i need to really really work on even with my own family with my poor dad man my poor dad you know <laughs> He wanted to make some extra cash, you know, hey, bring me out here to work on a weekend. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to hook him up. Yeah. I was getting some decent cash on the side and man, dude, I had him out there wheelbarrowing. <laughs> I swear there's one time I looked and I'm like, oh man, he just dripping. The poor dude was just trying to keep up. You know what I mean? I'm like, hurry up. Because mm -hmm. in my head, I'm used to me moving at that speed. Yeah. You know what I mean, I got to understand my dad's about to hit 70. I can't. I had him out there in the dead heat, wheelbarrowing, and even one of my friends had to tell me, they're like, hey, dude, your dad looks like he's about to croak. Ah, <laughs> fuck him, he's going to move fast. But yeah, dude, I caught myself, you know, hey, he's right. He can't be wheelbarrowing that rock as quick as you're going to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, the poor dude couldn't move for three days, man. Yeah, you know? we, we all have like different speeds in the way that we operate. So it's a good thing, though, like it, to be able to, to, to do yeah. exactly what you said, which is, oh, I get it. Cause we don't always get it the first time, but for you to sit back and go like, Oh, wait a minute. I operate like this. So I would have had a B and C done already. He's yes, still on a, yes. but he's also not me. I need to approach this yes. in a different way. And, and then me too. You know, it's a weekend on a side job. I'm trying to be in and now I'm not, yeah, on, I'm not on true. nobody's clock. So you know what I mean? I'm trying to get the job, get it done right and get out of there. Work wise. I'm going to milk as many hours as I can. I hope my boss don't see this, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I it feel is you, what though. it is. There's a different scenario to the thing, you know? Yeah. And I was all there trying to make him hurry up. I need to be off by two. It's Saturday. I'm trying to, you know, my poor dad, man. He's like, never again. 
I ain't going to work with you no more. I was like, okay. Then I caught myself doing it with my little nephew. I was like, man, this kid's a little kid. He's mm-hmm. 14, you know? But yeah. So like you're saying, the I need to learn how to control certain things. And- well, it sounds like you're already doing it a little bit. It, it, it's a, and I have the same issue where I just think that things should be like, well, this is how I experience it. This is how I've done yes. it. So, so this is the way it is. But I started learning like the world is so diverse. Like it's, it, things work better if you try to figure out the other person instead Yeah. and just go, and that's what makes a good leader, right? Instead of going like this, is the way it's done, it's how do you do things and how could I use what I know to help you the way you do it better? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I kind of put it in that way. Good point. And it's kind of like with the sport, you know, you, if you're the best player, you expect your teammates to be as good as you. It's like, you know, hey, I'm a little bit, I can't shoot yeah. as good. But in your head, you're thinking, oh, man, you're just as, why ain't you hitting that shot? It's like, yeah. hey, you know. Kind of have to, yeah, you have to know your, uh, know your surroundings, know your people, and just try to bring out the best in the other person. I thought of a story, and it was kind of off your, one of your original ones, and I thought it was so random. It's like in my head, so I got to get it out. Oh, let it out, let but it I out. But I was, uh, there was a time in my life, man, because I started thinking back to like when I was drinking a lot. And I used to drink four locos a lot, oh like my a lot. God. And uh, cause they were so cheap. Again, I can come up with five, six bucks and get two of them get wasted, and get wasted bro. Yeah. Like 12% alcohol. Yeah. You get jacked up. So I hung out with this group of people and they were, so with me, I mentioned I've been to rehab and stuff. And some people may have heard this on a previous podcast. I haven't done a lot of stuff. I, I, I drank a lot. I've never done anything really hard. Like I did X for a while, uh-huh. like a little bit, but I've never done anything too crazy. And this is how like, it was mostly drinking. And uh, some pain pills at the time. I saw when I went to rehab, I, my, one of my roommates had, had uh, found these pain pills and stuff. Um, but I told that story in another podcast, so I'll leave it off. But this specific group of friends, man, they, for whatever reason, like they really got into meth. Uh-huh. And I think there was, a, there was about five of us that would normally hang out. And there was a sixth person that came in and that was like, hey, I have some meth. And one of them was like, I've done meth. The other one's like, I want to do meth. And me, I've always been like, I'm good with my four locos. Yeah. So I would hang out with this group. Essentially, everybody in the group got really into meth and so oblivious and just being social and just really enjoying being around people. I never even once thought about doing it, but I would still hang out with them. And so we'd go over to this like a studio apartment pretty much uh-huh. and they would have their setup and they were like getting ready to do this meth. And I'm like, I just got there and I had like a pack of cigarettes and a, 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 like a, a black and mild like I was used yeah. to. And then I had my two four locos and I would just drink. While they would all do meth and we'd all hang out still. And it would like get it, it looking back and it was weirder at the time. It wasn't weird at all. And I would just look around and they would be like, just like in the chair, like doing nothing, but wide awake, but Dude. doing nothing. And I would just be sitting there drinking. And because my mind was also altered, I didn't realize how out of their minds they were. Yes. And so they were just in all night. Obviously I would burn out yeah, I'm drinking, and they were just like, we got to get more meth. And I'm like, right, I'm going to go home. And I did that for like a whole summer. I would hang out with them every night. I would get wasted and they would do meth. And looking back on it, I'm like, why did I hang out with those people? Like, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's And that, I was the same way. You know, I'd be, I would regret it. Like being up all night, like just on stuck on my phone looking at the same shit. Do you feel, because I have a question, because I, I noticed it with them. And I've always wondered because I've never done it. Does it make you feel like you don't want to go anywhere? Is that a part of it where um, you just want to stay still? Well, see, dude, it, some people it hits different because being on the drug and being around the people who do it. You know, some I'm different. When I'm on it, I'm sitting in a corner. I'm smoking a cigarette, which I never do. Or, you know what I mean? But then you have those people who are working on it. You know, they're they're doing jobs. I'm like, man, I'm trying to be indoors. Oh, so people do yeah, use it and, and know, go to work. I know people that, that you know, is wild. back in the day that would do it and be 
they knew how, how do they say it? Like I, what would they used to tell me? I was a functional alcoholic. They're functional meth addict. Really? I mean? so they would just go to work. Yeah. And the only way that. I could, you could tell really is by their eyes, you know, their eyes are, and yeah, but they were functional people on it. You, you could be near that dude every day and you're doing meth. You know what just I mean? Just not know it. Not even know it. Yeah. Me, I was opposite. I was that person stuck in the chair, eyes wide open. Next thing I know, 48 hours passed. It's like same clothes. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? And, and when you, when you would come off of it, did you like sleep a lot? Like what, I you- wouldn't dude, you know, like after the two days I'd be like, I'm done with this shit. This is it. I yeah. don't like this. And uh, I would maybe take one day off next morning, right, right back on it. You know, really? it's just after those long, hard days, you're like, Oh, I'm so done with this shit. I just want to go home, eat and you know, but nah, man. Almost like the guy hung over. That's like, I'm never drinking again. And then he sobers up by that night. And then he's drinking again. Yeah. Next morning he's drinking. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's just, what is it hard for you to talk about this stuff? Like, does it bring you nostalgia? All. Okay. Not I probably should have asked first. Yeah. Cause some people, they're always telling me you're like, I'm telling you, you're just so open about it. Like you get, I got that sense, which is why I asked, but yeah, the, I don't want to like put yeah, you in a no, weird spot. You're fine. And people say you don't get those cravings or ever think I'm like, man, I, I would never even, you could honestly put, I mean, my fantasy girls would say an actress where, you know, yeah. a girl you fantasize probably a million dollars on a table and tell me, smoke this meth pipe and drink this beer. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to do it. I think that works in your benefit. I can see that in you. It's almost like the red button effect Yes, where it's like, because you're able to acknowledge it, you're able to not do it. But the people that I can't be around it and I don't want to talk about it, yes. they almost create this red button you can't push. And so it sets them up for failure later. And I'm not saying that. Some people work well like that. Yeah. So by all means, keep doing it. But, but I can tell you're the kind of guy that the more you talk about it, the more you open about it, the more control you have over it. Yeah. And, and the more you're like, I'm just not going to do like it. Like you're saying you have those people who are like, oh man, you can't talk about that stuff around. I'm an ecstatic, man. I'm, I'm, I feel I need to do it now. Cause if you mention it, I'm, I'm different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, I can go to a hangout or someplace now and, you know, take beer and alcohol and not even everybody's drinking, but me. And you're good with and it. People are like, hey, man, just have one. But I always tell myself that one thing could be a full blown relapse. And next thing you know, I'm back to ground zero. There's stuff no, to do. There's no, no way I would ever even, you know, on Christmas just to have one taste. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared to even have the wine at church. You know, the little one they give you for communion. I, I just don't want to taste it again at all. That's good that you know what you're capable of and what, where you're at. Cause I think people struggle sometimes with that where they're like, uh, maybe, maybe. And then you're right. Friends will be like, we can have a little, right? Yes. Yes. And so it's like, and I believe some people could, but some people that can't, they need to know that yeah. and you sound like you're someone that like, Hey, I know where I'm at. Yeah. So I, I you say it all you want. Like, I'm just, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Right. Where I'm at. Dude. Well, not too, not too long ago, there was this girl. I mean, she, she was that girl in high school. Everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be within you know i i was doing some work for her and we started you know doing our thing and she was an alcoholic and an addict and i mean almost every night she would be like hey man just have one and i said you know, i dropped her man i'm like this this, so this is after you got out yes but in it was that girl that everybody wanted so you know including what I, you it, but in my <laughs> in my head after i got her i'm like i don't want this chick but back in high school i was I, I didn't even, she didn't even acknowledge me, but she was that hot chick that you and your buddies are like, oh man, there goes so-and-so again. Yeah. I've, and the guy that was there, he's a lucky dude. So when I got her, I was like, oh man, this is, I, I a hit big achievement. gold. I hit gold. Yeah. But then when I got with her, 
she was doing the, I'm like, it was unattractive to me. It was, I was like, so this girl that I fantasized for and wanted forever, it's not what I thought I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, especially when you're crazy. that young too, though, and people grow up and maybe she, she in a different world grew up and didn't do that. Right. Yeah. And maybe she still is that girl that's that you liked and everyone else liked, but is also a good person Yeah, that happens. But it, it's, it's crazy how much stock we put in like when we're young. Like I relate to that. I've talked about that on a different podcast where I used to fantasize about being with the popular girl and like yeah. how much better I would treat her. And it's like, uh, you don't realize Same like, Oh dude, some people that it, 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 if you could go back in time and hang out with that version of you, you'd be like, bro, you don't even know what to look for in a girl, yeah. let alone like mm. just to think that someone is the whole world <laughs> exactly because they're pretty and they smile good. You know what I mean? But yeah. sometimes like they're not nice. I knew some girls that were, super nice in high school and I paid no mind to them yeah. because they just weren't like the be- either the best looking or there was someone better looking that I was more interested in. And now that I know them as adults, now that I'm more mature and it's not all like your hormones and sexual yeah, stuff. Did. I'm like, that girl is pretty cool. Like I wish I would have even known her. She seems like a cool person yes. to be friends with or to even just know in, in yeah. the community. And you, but you never would know to her. look yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. In high school, you're like this girl was lame, but, but I, I accidentally, there was this one popular girl. She wasn't popular. She was the friend of the popular girl. So she was kind of popular by association, yeah. but she wasn't the prettiest girl. And she used to always make fun of me in the science class, man. And uh, I'm so I, naturally being funny, I would make fun of her back, which yeah. is not good. Don't pick on girls. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we got to stop doing that. And you but know I, what? <laughs> we'll get back to that. But I did that. So I would make fun of her back and it became a thing. And there was a weird moment. And it's almost like a movie scene now that I'm thinking about it. where like, she was coming out of the classroom while I was going into it one day and we weren't looking at each other. And literally, like, we turned, and I accidentally kissed her, bro. Like, just the way we turned the corner. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like a moment where I was like, oh, like, it was like I a weird did, moment. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, and I was like, oh, like, it was just like a weird thing. And yeah, I'm like, screw that- her. And then I remember going in cl- and back in the classroom. I'm like, that was kind of nice, man. Like, I, made yeah, my- I really yeah. did enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm sure she did the same thing. And I, I don't know where she's at nowadays yeah. or I'd ask her. But it's kind of funny how, like, you picture someone a certain way or you have these certain values. But, like. You ever had a dream about a girl that you oh, never yeah. were interested in? And then you wake up like, I think I might be interested yeah, in that girl. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. A bit like you're saying, I never had never acknowledged this girl senior, but I had a dream about her. And I'm thinking, hey, it might, it might have. Well, she's my soulmate. Yes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, uh, what were you going to say, though? Yeah, we're talking about being about, mean to girls. About being the girls. I try and tell my nephew. I mean, I remember in high school, too. Like, that was a thing. Like the popular dudes. I hung around the popular crew, you know, the gangster crew, whatever. But, you know, you would have that crew that just pick on these beautiful women. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we in high school, we didn't know. So we're laughing. I remember we're at a party, man. And all there, you know, like you said, you have the group of hot chicks. And my buddy just shook the shit out of a bottle and just started spraying them in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everyone's like, ah, you dumb girls. And But in my after now, I'm thinking that was fucked up. Yeah. Why? And, you know, I felt bad years after for laughing at it, you know? Yeah. So I try to preach to my nephew them, you know, you you roll out the carpets for these women, you know? Yeah. Because believe it or not, a lot of people, they don't, they still don't. I've seen women with uh, single women with like three or four kids and they're, they just are treated like shit by their baby's daddies, man. I'm, I'm opposite, you know, me and my baby's mama ain't the best, but I mean, I'm there for, she could call me. I need this, this, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to give her the heart. Fuck you. You're, you know, but you tend to see that a lot, you know, even like on Facebook and stuff, people arguing about their 
baby daddy not paying child support or their baby daddy can't come to the game. It's like, you know, I'm different. Also, I want to be that, where my daughter's at. And also that shouldn't be on Facebook. If you really do feel that way, then call her. Like, I don't yeah. think you should be posting that on Facebook. And DJ Black brought that up a bit, like how people do. Because yes. the kid's involved too, especially if it's over a kid. Don't put that on Facebook. That's you and that person yes. to figure that out. Because never once in life, have, have you ever in life, has anyone had an issue with you and posted about it? And you're like, oh, oh well, since he posted about it, now I'm going to fix that. Yeah. No, it, it either does nothing because you don't care or it upsets you and it starts a fight. Pissing but you it, off, but yeah. it never does anything good. Uh-uh. And so you got to leave that stuff off there. And it's crazy. Like you said to it, it's like, why is this person putting that out there? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes. Well, I think that it, they think it makes them look good. But in reality, it makes you look pretty bad. Yes. But there always is that like kind of like group of people that will gas them up. So maybe that's what it is. They have like two or three friends. Like, they dude, fuck her. T- yes. And it's like, ah, that's you guys, all, and that's now all you guys take. all look like idiots. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, there's 30 comments, a bunch of random people in your business. Like, who, yeah, who's this dude? <laughs> I don't know, but he's commenting on our shit. Uh, you yeah, know? it's a weird it's a weird kind of like a dog and pony act where people are just trying to like get that thing. And, but. I mean, you're right. It's you see certain things as adults that you don't see as yes. a kid. Uh, I was that guy because I was I, to me, it was about being funny. I was never as crazy as like throwing a bottle on someone. Yes. But I've been mean and rude to people because I thought it would make my friends laugh. Yeah. And if it, if I didn't have to deal with the consequences, I'm like, well, well why not? Why not? Yeah. 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 And I get some laughs out Everybody's of it. Everybody's laughing, joking about it. I feel I'm on top. You know what I mean? But when you're in that age group, how old your nephew? You brought him a few times. He's I they. 14 or 15 he's those, those years are so important some of the most traumatic moments in my life happened during those years like the seventh grade in middle school up till senior year like that's when like it matters if someone makes fun of your haircut it yes. matters if someone you're says close. you're super white or you're not handsome or you know what i mean like yes, whatever it is you take it personally it matters offensive. and even if you don't like show it in the moment those things later on in life make you feel a certain yes. way where you're, and that's how you lead into the drinking or things like that. When you don't even know it, but you felt invalidated at that young age. And so it, it, again, if I had some magical time machine, I would go, if I could go back in time with my same mindset, first of all, I wouldn't because I would, it would change my life. But if somehow I could, and I, and I wanted to, I would just approach it differently, man. Yeah. I would look at everyone as a business opportunity or a life opportunity. Yes. This could be someone that could help me make money or be a good friend and help me out in time of need. Or this is someone that I could be with if it's a relationship thing or like just connections and like being around good people. And maybe you being nice to them helps them not be an asshole. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes those people you were an asshole to grew up to be an asshole to someone else. Yes. And that's from them being picked on. You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's they're like, like I have um, the power now. Yeah, it's like yeah. people say, you know, not putting down the cops or nothing. A lot of times there's these cops that were picked on as kids. And now that they're cops, when they pull you over for yes. a little normal stop, it's the world to them. Yes. They're, they're in complete control. For that whole stuff. Yes, for the first time in their because, life. Dude, I've had run-ins yeah. with them. You know, my, uh, my recent, my recent, uh, I had got pulled over going to Albuquerque. You know what I mean? Hauling ass, you know, not drinking. I had my weed in the car, everything in the car. And, um, yeah, he pulls me over. You know what I mean? And, uh, right away he's being a dick, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, what are you pulling me over for? Uh, one of your lights was out. I'm like, okay, can, uh, you speed it up? Because I'm in a hurry. You yeah. can obviously tell that. And uh, I was just trying to test him out. You know, I know I'm not going to get arrested. I know I could get away with it. I know the law. So I'm trying to test to, to see how he reacts to me. You know, and oh, man, right away, he, I pulled me out of that car. Get your hands on the hood. Because, and then afterwards, I told him, what did I say wrong? He's all, it's the way your attitude is. 
I said, I'm loud normally. Yeah. Don't take it personally. But I mean, this guy pulled me out. Well, then, you know, he started going to that shit once he ran my name up. Oh, you have a prior record. Is there anything else in the vehicle that you want to hide from us or that you're high? I'm like, man, there's nothing but medical marijuana in here. I'm telling you what's inside the car, you know? And ah, man, he, I think it pissed him off because he couldn't do nothing about it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. He would just kind of hit the road and get out of here. I better not see you speeding again around here. I don't even get that. I, it, it's so bad that I, 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 I could yes sir, no sir the cop, and they always give me the goddamn ticket. And I hate it, man. I got a one recently that it was a quick thing. It was a parking. Yeah. I, I pulled in so my girl can go run into pit quick to get ice cream. And it was like I was kind of in the handicapped parking spot. I never got out and I never parked the car. Yeah. But before I could even pull back out or do anything, I got pulled. A state yeah. Cop it, gave me, and I, and I, I was being nice and I thought that he would just go, just don't do it, you know? He gave me, and so I have court for it next month. And so, but it's just annoying because you can be rude like the way maybe you were, or you can be nice like the way I yeah. was, but it's still like, sometimes you still get the tickets. I don't know what to do yeah, anymore, and man. That, that's where I go back to this system thing. You know, like I was talking to uh his, he's, he works with me and name's Pasquale, man, this guy, like a mentor to me, you know what I mean? And he's always asking me like, why is, the, well, I'm sure everyone heard about what just happened at Apodaca Park with that guy. Supposedly he had. Well, by the time been, this comes out, there'll be more information. Yes, by but, the time he was, uh, I guess in 2017, he was already charged for a murder convention or something like that. And then he, this happened again. So, of course, people are pissed. They're like, this dude has been convicted of murder already once in 2017, and he did it again uh, on Sunday night. Wait, how is he out, though, if he got that's, convicted? That's what I'm getting at. Okay. That's what okay. I'm trying to get at. It's, it's the way the state works. It's the system. So, basically, I, I, I point the finger at them. Like, the sister of the brother who got murdered before the dude did on Sunday, she's pissed. She's like, this dude that murdered my brother, you guys let him out, and he did it again. But, see, that's what confuses me. So I had put, somebody had put something on Facebook about it, and that's where I put, it blows my mind that I was getting three years for a sofa, but this dude was con- uh, convicted for a murder charge or whatever they're convicting him of. I'll show it to you in a while on my phone. And he's already been out. That's four years, 2017, 18, 19, 20. But I wonder if there's more there. Was he out, out, or was he, did he was there a technicality and he was there, out on I guess he was just work out. release. Like, I guess he, no, he was just like out, out. out you know out. what I mean? And it's the same thing, dude. I've seen, uh, like I was saying how I, I got thrown back in because of pro- probation violations for a dirty UA. Dude, I've seen, I'm on that mobile patrol to NAP who shows you people who are getting arrested every day. I've seen people on there that are on probation violations and they're in and out. In and out. There's this one, one guy. Of course, I'm not going to say no names, but yeah. he's been in and out four times in the last three months for serious charges, robbery, a car auto theft. So it's like, what is the state doing? What is New Mexico doing? Do you think it has anything to do with COVID? Like they're letting, I, they're letting people I, out because they're. I mean, I could understand at the time when COVID was really big, but I mean, for somebody like this, I mean, obviously that guy needs help. Man, he, I heard he was kicking that. Well, if that's true, and he, and I don't know the full story, I'm just going off what you yeah. said. If that's true, and he was convicted of murder like three years ago, yeah, it's, there's no he yeah, should I, not be I out at all. I look at my phone again, and I, I think it was uh that way you could kind of have an idea what's going on. But man, it, I just saw his mug shot, and he seemed like he was out of his mind. It, but it then really again, most mug my, shots look. It that really way. blew my mind, dude. I'm like, this dude is the look. It, it's right there. You could read a little bit. Of, there's that one when he was convicted in 2017. And then that's the new one that he just did on Sunday. So he's from El Paso? No, that's just the El Paso. Oh, like, reporting. Say, you know what I mean? But 
the thing I don't get, even if you're hit with a serious charge like that in 2017, I did three years for a couch almost. How is this dude out and about on the streets just convict, convicting crime after crime? After, what's the state doing? So, I mean, a lot of people are furious. Like, what, what's going on? And you could read on the one that the uh, sister post about it, and people are just blaming on the uh, Luhan Grisham, blaming on Ken Miyagashima. Like, who's at fault? Is it our courts? Is it a thing? But I heard one thing from a person that they told me that's how the state makes their money. So a state court is going to put you on bond because that's how they're getting. The feds, federal's different. They're going to lock you up. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. Throw him away. He's, he was crossing drugs around. It's because the feds, they have money. They're federal. The state, it made sense to me. So this is why they're posting bond for everyone. This is how they get their income. Yeah. So, you know, you commit a crime, you post bond, the state's getting that money. So that's why I would want to hear the full story because I, I agree with you. Like my there, immediate reaction, like I told you, I feel like there's something we might be missing though. And there's one more thing. I mean, I can't remember the guy's name or the dude's name, but I guess he had strangled his baby, his baby, his girlfriend's baby to death. He posted a bond and that dude's been out. And people are like, how is this dude out if he killed this baby? Well, there's definitely a discrepancy of, cause I agree with you. I know a friend that did some drug charges and did, way more time than a different friend that I know of that has a way more serious charge, you know? And so it's, it's, it's just weird how I it don't works. Get it. Yeah. I don't get it. And it, you know, it's, it's, it, it, me, it kind of accepts me. You know what I mean? Not saying, okay, what I did was right. I stole sofas and got in trouble, but someone who's been in jail and in trouble, it you'll look back at it and be like, how is this dude out when, I did all this time for a damn sofa. They're labeling me a menace to society. Yeah. This dude's kicking heads around a park and, oh, he's just sick. He needs help. Like, you know, I, it really, really blows people's mind. So, like, people are saying, who's at fault? The NM court system? Is it the mayor? Who's making the decisions to let these repeat offenders picking up charges after charges in and out? Yeah. So, in a way, I feel bad for that girl. Of the one in 2017, I would be like, well, yeah, he's already, look what happened now. He killed another person. And yeah, it, that'll it, be an interesting one to follow to know, see what facts come out. See what really happens, but I don't blame her. It's like, well, it, maybe if you want to let this dude out, that wouldn't happen Sunday night. You get what I mean? Yeah. She, they have a point, you know? Yeah, it's wild. I watch a lot of those shows about like murderers or people that are in yeah, jail like and stuff. Yeah, like on A&E, I'm yeah, on them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah those dude. are oh, easy to them. follow. Yeah, I'm but on them. It's a two-way street, man. I, I just think that you have to know, like you have to know what happened because the, for sure the justice system's messed up. Oh, it, We see it all the time. Guaranteed. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying everywhere. There needs to be some reform. In Mexico, it, it is bad. It, it, it's bad. Even I remember a time which we're still pretty bad, but do you remember when we're like top two in DWIs, like in the oh, nation? Yeah. And I know we're still high, but we're definitely not top two anymore. When it was like, if you did anything alcohol related, you got punished 10 times harder than yeah, any other thing. It, it was like, ND, it was wild. that's when they started the NDWI slash, you know what I mean? But yeah, but you're right. It was like, you drive drunk, goodbye, you know? And the DWIs, I could understand, you know, for first offenders um, getting their first DWI, it's like, you got all this money in fines, jail time, and and stuff like that, you know. But somebody runs somebody over for stealing a car. It's like a slap on the hand. It, yeah, I don't get it. 
there, there should, I think there should be a path to redemption for anything substance related. And I'm soft about this because I work in that industry. Uh-huh. DWI possession is a big one. If you think about it, the person you're hurting the most minus the DWI, right? But being intoxicated in public or possession of drugs, the most hurt person in that situation is typically you. Yes. Like you're, you're the person that should be factored in to the punishment. Yeah. The way that if someone, a lot of times if someone was in an accident, but they also got hurt, they get less time because they're like, oh, they, they've been hurt themselves. Yeah. So the same thing, if someone's using something or on some substance, there should be some sort of, you should incorporate the fact that they're really hurting themselves. And I'm not trying to take away from the family because we both yeah. know this when you're drinking or using something, it impacts the family too. Big time. I'm just saying there should be some sort of path to redemption. And I'm not saying this for murderers or other people, but I'm saying specifically substances. If you're going to give someone a DWI, as I believe you should, if you're drinking, driving, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Huge respect there. Can't there be a path to redemption? Hey, if you do this program, instead of going to jail, right? If you do this program and complete it and you go two years without having another incidence, we'll get rid of your DWI yes. or something like that. Something, I, I yeah. have to come up with There's it. Like Some sort saying, of path that I can fix this other than my life is now ruined. I'll never have a driver's license. No one's going to hire me. Like that's a huge that's issue. Thing, you know, they take your license away. They want you to find a job. I can't even get a job without my life. You know, these are I mean? all huge things that make you want to drink again. Yes, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> I like, just think they got to be smarter. Yes, yes, they, they got to be smarter and about like it. Like you're saying, you know, these other people. It's like, okay, so you're gonna get me for my third DWI. Give me six months. But this dude just stole two cars, stabbed somebody last week, and he's he's free. Yeah. And it, it, like you're saying, we all make mistakes when we're drinking. Okay. We hop behind a wheel, but you know, the consequences are more severe. So in my eyes, I'm thinking I'm better off murdering somebody than driving drunk. I get what you're you saying. You get what I'm saying? It it's does like, create an effect yes. where it's like, if I'm already this, if this gets me that, and I'm already doing this, then I can, I can now push it to that level if yeah. I want to, because it's already going to be similar to what I'm getting now. Exactly. If not less. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a good mindset you want to set out to people. It's not, dude, at all. And, you know, I mean, for someone to be convicted of some, and not that's not only the charge, you know, he had other charges of vandalizing a bunch of stuff in town. And, you know, this is more, he's, he's heavy on the drugs. He wasn't all there. Yeah. I told the court the same thing. Hey, man, I'm on drugs. I stole the sofa so I could get high. It don't matter. You're a menace to society. You're here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. It don't make sense, you know, the judicial system and the thing I like we were talking about, what can you do about it? What are you going to do? Walk into a courtroom and be like, hey, oh, you guys are doing everything wrong. You can't just do that. Yeah, not that not not on that small of a scale. It has to be something bigger. Bigger, huh? yeah. yeah. I mean, find a bunch of people to protest. Still, you're not going to get nowhere. Yeah, well, people protest all the time. and don't get what they want. It, it's almost like you have to. I know this sounds bad, but there almost has to be enough incidences where they go, we got to look into this. And I know that sounds bad, it, yeah. but it, it probably, with this case, it probably won't be until a few more murders happen that they go, wait a minute, we got to look into this. Yeah. Sadly, that's that, probably yeah, what's going to be. Dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, you know? And like you're saying, it's, what can you do? They're the, they're the rules. They're the law. We got to follow them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's but, but I mean, I don't get it, you know? And I was trying to explain to that guy, I mean, what? He's like, well, Matthew, you did almost, I'm like, I'm telling you this, you know, it's, it's like, do they pick and choose or is it, I don't. Well, I think the lawyer matters too. If you have a good lawyer, you tend to get away from with some stuff. The thing is how I know I'm not putting the person down or whatever. He was a homeless man. How is he, you know, getting, this guy was homeless. Yeah. The one that's already, 
back in 2017 and now. Yeah, see, that'd be that's interesting to find out some that's facts. That's what I don't get, you know? Yeah, I have no, I can't see a scenario where that guy gets out. Again. It has to be COVID, I think. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I don't get it. But I don't think this second run, I don't think he's going nowhere for what he did at the Apodaca Park team. So what, I, he beheaded because I don't know the full story. Is that what happened? Yeah, he, well, from what I heard from news and everything, he uh, supposedly the guy that he was after raped his girlfriend and stole some things. So he stabbed him and then beheaded him, was kicking his head around like a soccer ball. Like, like at the park? At the park, Apodaca Park. God, man. I mean, it happened Sunday night. I was driving to work about 630 in the morning. They had that whole area. Really? Like, I had to go all the way around. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it, I mean, it was some serious, a serious crime for our area. We don't see nothing like that, you know? Yeah, that's wild, man. And, you know, this guy had been in trouble, like, for not the same thing he did, but a, a murder conviction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, how is he out in three and a half years? That's really crazy. Yeah, I'd be interested to see the facts in it because that doesn't sound right at and all. And I mean, if, if, if even if you do get a good lawyer and say, okay, well, it, it's the state's fault for letting them out. That's why this other person died. Nothing's going to happen. You yeah. know, they're probably looking past 2000. Oh, that happened in 2017. We need to focus on this one now. Instead of saying he's, if it was me, he's already done it once. He's done. You know what I mean? He's already been convicted. Now it's, it's happening again. I got to lock you up, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, but it's like, they don't do that in their mind. I think they say, Oh, this guy's just on heavy drugs. He needs help. Let's send him to a, a mental institute instead of jail. Well, those you know, are things they didn't do for you when you were asking for help. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. It's a weird, weird situation. You remember liar, liar. Oh yeah. Do you remember the, the courtroom scene he when he's a lawyer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a courtroom scene where he was pretty much saying like, he needed to use the restroom and they didn't want to recess. He's like, I heard if you hold it in and he goes off about how I can like fuck your bladder oh, up. Yeah. And the judge is like, Oh, in that case, we better both take we a break. Both, yeah. And yeah. I watched it as a kid. And ever since then, I learned like, do not hold your pee in. If you got to go, just go. go do it. Yeah. yeah. And I used to be bad about that, man. Really? Dude, where I would hold it into like where my bad bladder was going to explode. It's like, I had this thing, man. It kind of, nah, this might get a little dark, but. No, you're good. You're good. No worries. No worries. It reminded me of this thing, man. And talking about like trauma and stuff. And I've talked about a lot of stuff on this podcast about growing up. Yeah. And kind of similar to you. Like, I don't mind talking about it at all. But when I was younger, was when, you, when I got taken out of my home and put in the foster care system, uh-huh. I moved homes a lot. There's a thing that happens where you don't feel comfortable with where you live. And so I had like a bedwetting problem, like at an older age. Like yeah. Some of this even led into high school a little bit, but definitely in middle school. And I. I, for whatever reason, it wasn't because I didn't feel safe to go is what it was. And so like, I would just, a lot of times in my sleep, use the restroom, but at school, I, I would be scared to ask, ask the, teacher the teacher if I yeah. can use the restroom. That's and so I'd start wiggling my leg and do that whole yeah. move. And uh, one time, um, this was, this was actually an elementary. Um, it was at MacArthur, I think we're at like an uh, assembly. So we're all sitting down Indian style on the floor in like a cafeteria. And there was a dude on the stage and I uh, don't remember what was happening. Um, and at one point they end up playing a movie, you know, they remember when they used to wheel that TV yeah, in thing on with the, the VHS. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> so classic, man. They start playing a movie and this whole time all day. I had to pee, but I didn't feel comfortable like t- asking the or going. Boy. So I'm just wiggling. And then I remember sitting there Indian style. And I just remember thinking like, I can't hold it anymore. And I just went like all over myself. And then um, like kids aren't like as keen to that stuff as adults are. Yeah. But you can tell some of the kids were looking around like, like someone fucking peed in here. Yeah. And I remember just like sitting there and then the movie was over and everyone started getting up and I was so scared to get up, to get up. And because of that, and uh, you could see it like it had moved around me 
and uh, everyone got up. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'll meet you guys. Like, yeah, and it was just weird. And I remember getting up and putting my backpack like sagging, like hugging it around my butt, of, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I was scared. And you could see it. And I didn't even go to class. I just ran outside. And it was like midday. Oh, yeah. um, and like, I, I just, that was my first time skipping class. I was so embarrassed. Oh, uh, it, it was just weird. But it reminded me of that whenever I said that. Yeah, no, especially as a kid, you know, you don't want to see that. But it's funny you say that, dude, because uh, I've had a problem with that, too. And I mean, it's when I was drinking, like I was maybe 22 or 23. Well, I think drinking is a different form of it. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend at the time would find me pissing in like the closets the living room and you know ba the bathroom what are you talking about in i think when you're drinking it's like a lack of awareness yeah yeah there's something dude but i had i would piss elsewhere besides the toilet i yeah. didn't i didn't get it but then i would be pissed the next day why does the closet stink like piss well you were the one in there <laughs> that's your problem that's the bad part about drinking too much is the next day you're trying to put together all the pieces and you don't even realize you were a big piece of everything oh, that dude, happened my dad used to get pissed you better stop fucking pissing in the i'm like you know because my dad could be a scary guy man is he scary for some piss shit like that you know he's i'd be like it wasn't me it was gordo you know what I mean? gordo ain't pissing in that closet. that was you <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I would always man and Gordo was a, he was a good kid. You know what I mean? Gordo wasn't really drinking in high school and shit like that. And I remember one time, I think I got busted with mushrooms and big ass bag or something. My dad found it. You know, my dad was that dad, you know, don't bring that shit in my house. Dad, you know, and pretty strict. Uh, yeah, he's pretty strict, you know, and uh, yeah, blamed it on Gordo. It's Gordo's not mine. That's all Gordo's. Thank you, old Gordo, a giant apology oh, on this podcast, man. I, man. Oh, Gordo. You missed his basketball stuff. You mi- <laughs> hey, I, I, and I told him, too. I said, if you watch this or end up watching it, I'm, you're going to be on it. You're going to be out there. And I'm going to say something. And he's like, oh, fuck you, whatever. You know what I mean? He's, Gordo's not really that type of person who's going to be like, hey, well, you, well I should well, I feel like that. you. I feel like you've said some good stuff, too. And you've taken ownership. You've been yeah, like, man. I, you know, like, Gordo don't get that in a way. I would be proud to tell that story. Hey, man, when I was little, they told me I'm not going to be able to do this, this, and this. I'm not going to grow to their certain height. And, I mean, look what I did. But sometimes he, in his eyes, he's like, that's embarrassing. I think. Uh, Wait, he thinks that story might be embarrassing? Yeah. You know, he. It's, I don't think that's a, it's that embarrassing. I get how he would. You know, though, like, I don't but, want people to know that about me. You know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, man, it's something. I think that's because you're the big brother. Like, yeah, you're supposed to, like, you're, he's supposed to give you some shit. You're supposed to yes, be like, whatever. Oh, dude, I. I gave him, I remember going to games, dude, and, and, uh, being there, get him out, man. He sucks. And fans are like, dude, isn't that your brother, Gordo? And I'm just, and you guys look alike a little yeah, bit. So even the ones that didn't know, they're probably like, that dude, looks like I'm a relative. Just in, I'm just in there drunk, yelling my ass off, get him out. Or missing like a shot or something, you know? And he would, he would come and, be, and uh, I remember, I think it was a UTEP game. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was giving him so much shit, man. And he finally snapped on me. Yeah, it's like I'm tired of this shit. You know what I mean? Fuck, what the? F-? You know, I was like, you know, you guys suck. UTEP's gonna beat you guys. One of those things. You know what I mean? And yeah, he finally let it out. So I'm like, man, I better. The uh, Gordo's pretty big now. He might just <laughs> beat the shit out of me. So I better lower my tone and and kick back. You know? Well, either way, if he never says anything and finally does, it's probably coming from a good place. Yeah. Where it's like, cause you're you. Let's let's say this the honest way. I can see how you would be a difficult person to hang out with back then oh man and so and so and i'm sure you can admit that now right like oh, yeah i was a, they probably have points like oh, oh my god I'm just, I'm just trying to focus on on playing my best game and my brothers in the stands getting Talk kicked shit. out 
yelling at people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, he told me that he's like, man, I'm trying to focus on a game. I see you getting escorted out by security. My, what I'm like, Oh, my bad. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it it was one of those things like you're saying, he was like, dude, well, it's a double-edged sword because I see it two ways, maybe a way that Gordo doesn't. And maybe he does now, maybe some of your family does or doesn't, but I see it both ways. I see his side, which is like, God, this is like this thing happening. But then there's this other side to it, which I also see because I can relate and I work with, this type of community. And I also belong to it. I can see what a cool thing that you were even going. You've always, since I've known you, you've always been a huge supporter of your brother oh, to this day. I see you giving food to the Cruces high kids when they're going yeah, on the state. Like you're, you're so involved. And so it's like, it comes from this beautiful place where you're just trying to be a good brother. Yeah. You're fully supporting them. You just maybe had your own stuff going on on the side. Yeah. But that's awesome that you even went. Dude, yeah. One thing with me about that, like with the Cruces basketball and stuff, now that I'm doing a lot better, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm the richest or got all this money, but I'm helping out in any way I can, especially sports-wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, if these kids are going to the state tournament, I don't call it, it, they deserve a little something. You know what I mean? A little bag snack. That goes a long way. You know what I mean? And I, I try to be that person and, you know, give back, man. Even pe- people will trip out on this, but I'm always giving to the churches and a bunch of other things, you know, piece, stuff people don't know, you know. Well, it's because you and, understand what it's like yeah, to have nothing and, the, and to kind of ruin the things you have a little bit, right? Yes, and, so you kind of understand how important those little things are. Yes, and not too long ago, I went to a, to a church thing and uh, I was talking to this pastor and he had known me from my dark days to now you know what i mean yeah and um you know i went over there and uh the they were talking about getting some stuff together this and that i'm like well here's some money for it. i want to donate all of it you know what i mean i don't want my name being thrown out there i don't want you know i'm not and uh yeah so you know i started if you know me you can ask all the guys i work with from buzz to money to the other guy i'm dude if i'm somewhere and i see a homeless person or something out there i'm hooking them up very fairly to her the guys are like, dude, you just gave that dude a hundred bucks, man. You don't know what this man's going through. You know what I mean? The other day, I seen some dude walking from uh, 17th Street. I knew he was coming out of county jail. You know, he had his little bag, his little thing. And, you know, I pulled over and I gave him, I think, shit, 275 bucks. And he was just in shock. You know, he's like, who the fuck? Who are you? You know, and I said, hey, man, I understand. I'm, I don't know your story or everything. But it gets better. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes, like I said, they don't hear that. And my pastor, he when we were talking, he was sitting there telling me, he's like, you know what, Matthew? Um, all these things that you have and you've accomplished, it's God paying you back for giving your shirt. Cause you know, like people don't know that about me, man. You right now, my mom's house, or my mom, I told her, Mom, what do you want for your birthday? You know what I mean? I would like my room done this, but I'm demoing the whole damn house now. You know what I mean? From at least 10 grand worth of work from tile to paint to this, to you name it, it's getting done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like back to what we we're talking about earlier, I have those people who are like, oh, you're just, a, you're, you think your shit don't stink now, man. They don't know what I'm doing or how you're saying I yeah. donating to the basketball teams. And it's, it's, well, the people that matter, like I'm sure your mom sees it. I oh, saw yeah. it. I'm sure the people the, that, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, people see it. And, uh, they know and the people know. that don't don't deserve to see it. They anyways. don't. And like, and life, it's not I, even worth arguing with them. I've learned yeah. in life, dude, that I used to be wanted to impress everyone. You know what I mean? I don't want nobody talking about you. you get what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I would try now. 
I realized I could give a shit. Who's as long as my good people and my family, they know I'm doing good. I don't gotta prove nothing to nobody. Yeah. You know, that life is over. But I used to be that person. Oh, I'm gonna finish the last beers. I'm gonna take the extra shot. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna floss with my brand new shoes. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Now I I could care less. You know what I mean? Because I've learned in life, dude, that I thought people were my close friends. They're the ones that are just got even family members. They're the ones talking. Oh, this dude thinks he's the shit. It's not even nothing like that. You don't know how much people like I've got back to work wise money. I'm trying to help everyone out as much as possible as I can. You know what I mean? And they don't see it like that. They're just like, oh, that dude's a snotty. Yeah, I'm not nothing like that, man. Yeah. You could be someone I know, like not personally or never really hung out and maybe reach out to me and be like, hey, Pee Wee, I'm doing kind of bad. You think you could help? I'm going to help you. Yeah. I'm going to, but I'm not going to go brag about it and be like, hey, I just lent so-and-so this much money. Look at me, take a picture. I'm not going to do all that. I think you're just misunderstood is what it, it is. It is, dude. And what was, what was I getting back to? Um, was It just had it on my mind. And it was bugging me the other day because uh, somebody, I had talked to a friend. They're like, oh, so-and-so saying this and that about you, that you do this. You do that, that you still drink. And I was finding myself getting mad to where I wanted to call that person and be like, hey, what are all these rooms? But in my head, I'm thinking it's because they're miserable. They want to drain me down into their bullshit. Misery needs company. You Misery loves I mean? company. Yeah. And uh, it's the same people because uh, I'm going to be straight up. I post everything on Facebook, on my stories for this and that. And I've gotten message from certain people like, hey, man, are why are you doing all that? You need attention. Cause I posted a video of me dancing like mm-hmm. on my story. And, uh, but believe it or not, I got messages from my, I could tell you off the top of my head from 22 plus people. Hey man, you really made my day by doing that <laughs> dance video. You, my, my, you, you are hilarious, man. I love what you post. I love your Jake Paul videos. Oh dude, those are about to come soon again. I've been working on some. I think, I think that you're misunderstood. I think that's really what it is. I think that uh, not everyone has the ability. People always say, see the best in people. I don't know if that's the best phrase because you should see the worst in people too. Yeah. But you should have a good combination of the two and come up with it with an idea of what you see. I like to look at someone and see like what their intent is. Yes. So, all right. Is what is, uh, is, is, is uh, Pee Wee on Facebook throwing ones in the air and dancing stupid? Yes. He is. But is he trying to be funny or is he trying to tell people he has money? Like, what is he trying to yeah. do here? It, it's hilarious. It's funny. Dude. And I can take it and take it just as that and not decipher it and go like, maybe he has throwing money because he thinks people think he doesn't have money and he wants to prove yes. that he has money and he's dancing wildly. That way it looks like he's partying and he wants us to all think he's not drinking, but he's apparently drinking. Someone yeah. who does all that, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? It's just a silly video. It's funny. I'm just trying to make people laugh. You and you're definitely I mean? and, doing that, by the way. And like I'm saying, I got those certain negative, but 80% of the time it's from people like, oh, Pee Wee, man, that just made my day. When's the next one going to cook? For the example of Jake Paul's. But then I had a bunch of people too, like, man, you're stupid. Why are you doing that shit? I'm like. There's always a hater too. It's always going to be, man. Yeah. I learned in life from, from being dead broke to not nothing to what I have now. Like I could show you some of my bank account statements and you're going to be like, how in the hell did you make that? Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to be throwing it out there, but these people that see me, of course, you know, I got a new, a, a new vehicle in my eyes. I feel I deserve that vehicle. Yeah. I've never nice had vehicle, one. By the way, you know what I mean? I've busted my ass 
to you know i got that on my boardrunner my other trucks and i'm not out there posting pictures of my cars and my money like i could show you you know what i mean just what i have on hand you don't see you know what I mean? From side jobs, you don't see me posting this on Facebook. Hey, look at this stack of Oh, tape. it's going to be on Facebook now. You know what I mean? And <laughs> people are, but you got those people who call themselves, oh, I'm a baller. And throwing out, I'm like, this dude's showing $300. What the fuck's wrong with this kid? But it's just how people think. You know what I mean? Well, um, you you also have to know, though, and on the other side, because this is what I do. I'm, I'm trying to help you see the other side of it. You have a history before you changed your ways. Yes. And so people, you have to carry that. So someone thinks he's act. Remember how I just told you earlier, you're surprisingly the same now as you were drinking. Yes. So is it that weird that someone would see you having fun online and go like, he's probably drinking it. Yeah. That, and that's what it is. It's wrong. And they shouldn't be doing that. That's what it is. But, but it makes sense that they would say that, right? Because you seem the same. And yeah, it's what I tell them. You know, I'm not drinking. Cause I would be dead broke. You wouldn't see none of this shit. But that, you have nothing to prove those guys anyways. And that's what my mom told me. My mom said, Pee Wee, what, what do you have to prove? You know what I mean? You don't, and I, like I was telling you, I would find myself when somebody would say something, I would try to get my point across to try. But now I don't even waste my energy on it. I'm like, what for? Yeah, you'll know and, your you'll know your audience. Yeah, you know, know. And I'm like, if they're if they're talking bad about me or whatever, who cares? Obviously, they're following me or watching my every step because they know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like with my mom's house, I had somebody, uh, you know, just talking shit. Where'd you get all that material from? I know you took it. Would you like to see the receipts for everything? You know, it's just what people know about sometimes in your past. They think since they're not doing better for themselves, they're thinking, oh, this guy's still up to no good, man. I'm far from that. You know, but you almost have to own it and be like, all right, I'm cool with that. Yeah, you have to. That's what yeah. I, I just suck it up. And whatever. That's what you think. And it cool. sucks and people shouldn't be doing that. But it's like it's one of those things when you when you know that you have a past in something and it comes up, it's yes. easy. Specifically, I totally relate to you, by the way, when someone tells you you're doing something or not. It makes you want to be like, who are you to tell me? And you go off on that rant. Yes. But that's almost like fueling the fire that doesn't even need to be a fire. Yeah. And it's almost, it's a waste of time because then you look, oh, it almost makes you look like that is what you're doing. Right. Yes. And so uh, I think I'll stick to what I said because, and I'm a pretty, I like to think that I'm a pretty good judge of character and I read people very well. I think even just having this conversation since you walked into the house till now, I can kind of see some things in you, man. I think that you're a really hard worker. I think that you're misunderstood and I think that you bring a lot of stuff to the table that even you yourself are still trying to figure out how to get credit yeah. for. And that's totally fine. But I think that you bring a lot of good things. And when you tell me these stories about where you've been and where you come from, I don't see any of them and think I'm better than you. I see all of them and think I can relate to them. And I see all of them and think like, how cool is it that you're this way now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that makes you such a better person and, and don't, don't, uh, don't feed too much into people. Just know oh, yeah, that people are, even this one, people are going to watch this and be like, oh, he just pulled his money out yeah, of the podcast because yeah. he's trying to prove something. Yeah, big time. They're- maybe. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Who cares, though? Like, that that's for you and for you yeah, to know. And, own, yeah. And the thing, like I'm saying, you know, you have those people who they're, they're look at me. I mean, that's like, dude, it. That's the flip but, side, right? Yeah. Is people do it that don't have, have it, it and they're, uh, they're getting twice to three times as much views as you. And here, here, all right, let's get serious for a second about this. I think a lot of it stems from hip hop music. And I say this as a fan of hip hop music. I love hip hop, but it's so glorified. Take women, for for example, Cardi B made it really popular to to be slutty and to do slutty stuff and for it to be cool. 
and take uh, anyone else, uh, all the baby, all these people that talk about money, hose, cars, and clothes, TI, all of them, they, they made it cool for those things to be cool. Yes. And so, like, I know that as someone who was influenced by hip hop yeah. at one point, I had big old earrings. I had a tall tees. Save here. I had the jerseys, jerseys on backwards. Here. Yeah, yeah, dude, save like, here. It, save that's here. what it is, is it becomes cool if you do those things. But here's 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 where I want people to understand this and people that are watching this. And the, if there is someone out there trying to figure out why does why does Pee Wee keep bringing up this? Why does Pee Wee keep bringing up if he showed his bank account? Why did he bring yes. up the money? And I'll, I'll guess. And you tell me if I'm right. I think it's because for the first time in your life, you did a lot of hard work to earn that money. Oh yeah. And dude. you did a lot of good things to become where you're at. And you're just, why is it not cool for someone that works hard to show it off, but it is cool for someone that didn't do anything yeah. or potentially isn't even real yes. to show it off. And they get all this love. Yeah. Is that how you're feeling a little yeah, bit? And the thing, like you're saying too, like with about that, the first thing when they see it, Oh, well you're selling drugs. That there's no way I'm like, man, we just painted a big house that was about $30,000. And you said that too, by the, the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And first thing they think, oh, well, this dude, man, if it's not, I wish, I wish I was making this much money sitting here selling drugs, but you know, I'm out there. Like when you're saying these, I'm getting it from the mud. I'm what are you getting from the mud? You want to talk about digging from the mud? I mean, I could kind of relate to that. You know what I mean? I started off with the wheelbarrow and just the damn shovel. Next thing you know, like I was telling you, people just, hey, I got this guy, Matthew, that could do, I just started seeing money I've never seen in my life, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? To where I could do things like I'm doing now, my mom's house, for not having to worry, how am I going to pay my bills next month? It's, you know what I mean? A blessing in disguise. I think you're a character, man. You have a lot of character inside of you and you're interesting and funny and you have all these things and you're doing better in life. And I am so proud that you haven't changed that. Like you're still the same guy, yeah. but just with a better, healthier way of looking like, at things. Just with a little more brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I'd be, you know, stuck. With and it's so, and for anyone who decides to judge anyone that's been to jail or done something stupid, I would challenge you to look at your own life and think about moments you could have got caught and didn't because I, I've never, I, I went to juvenile jail. Uh -huh. I've never, I don't have a record. I have no felonies. Yeah. My brother did three years in prison. He has and he's doing amazing in his life. I've never been more proud yeah. of someone in, in my life. Um, but a lot of, I will honestly say this and people that are listening and take it however, and maybe you'll relate to this. The only difference between me and my brother is he got caught. He got caught yeah. doing something. But the reality of it is, and I will admit this, I've done things that would be considered illegal and didn't get caught for yes. it. Right. I've stolen stuff from stores. I've done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've done, I, I just didn't get caught. Yeah. And so it's like the difference is before you go out and judge someone, you should really look at yourself and figure out what you've done. And, and, and why is it okay because you haven't been caught or you haven't been put in a position where you had to deal with it? Exactly. Why is it okay for you to act a certain way? But yet a guy like you comes along and says, Hey man, I've done these drugs. I've drank this alcohol. Yeah. I went to rehab. I stole this couch and you're also doing good in life. It should be perfectly normal for you to find a sense of pride in that yeah. as you should. Cause you earned it. That's why sometimes I tell people, you know what I mean? People with the worst past open doors for the, the uh, um how did i say it people with the uh worst past open doors for the future you know what i mean yeah sometimes it that's the way i see it you know because like i'm saying man my past is you can ask my immediate family shitty now I, there's times they didn't even want to be around me you know what i mean peewee's out of control now it's like man peewee i mean look at what you're accomplishing where yeah. was this guy at five or six years ago seven eight years ago you know i mean 
it took me, I guess, 38 years to snap out of it. I mean, but like you said, too, I look back in life and I'm not saying I regret what I did. Of course, the bad things I do, but the drinking and acting wild, I mean, that, I don't think if I would have done that, I would be where I'm at now. You get what I mean? I think you might, but just because like, I think that you going back to the whole, like you're kind of the same person not drinking yeah. than you are then. I think you would have, but I get what you're saying. I think that you just didn't have a, you, no one unlocked some, something in yeah. you was not unlocked until you went to to Hoy. To Hoy recovery. Yeah. Because I had been in and out of jail before all this, you know, just for petty things. And every time I was in there, oh, I'm done. I'm not coming back here. But bam, right when I got out, it was back to drinking and on the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of thinking, well, maybe my daughter was a blessing or was it, you know, whatever it was just made me say enough's enough, man. You, It's not for you. And that's where I guess I'm at now, you know? Well, that's, and, that's super impressive, man. Not a lot of people get to live to see the day where they figure that out. Dude, I've met friends and stuff that, you know, have tried to uh, stop drinking and they find themselves drinking a month later. They're like, well, I mean, it, it, you just got to have that mentality. You know what I mean? If, if you're going to be weak about it and, and just think, oh man, I need a beer so bad my day. I mean, sometimes I just think, man, there's people out there 10 times worse than you. You don't need that beer. There's people going through shit through life that you don't know. You know, you actually got it pretty made. You're just mad because your boss yelled at you. You get what I'm saying? Kind of something. It's just, and I was that person. I would just find an excuse to drink. I think it was, you know what I mean? Like I'm saying, Hey, I got to go to Walmart, but I got to be drunk. I need four beers before I get in there. You know, it's like, for what? Oh, my cousin's getting baptized. Boom. I got to get sloth before I even get to the church. It's like, it's just relying on that stuff, you know? Yeah. Relying and it, to me, how can I explain it? I felt like without the alcohol, I was nothing. You know what I mean? Now I feel opposite. With alcohol not in me, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? So where, what do you, where do you find your sense of being now, now that there's no alcohol or drugs involved? Like what, what wakes you up in the morning? What keeps you going and what, what helps you continue to make money and work hard, but also like have good mental health? I think just seeing everything that I've accomplished and able to help like certain people out, you know what I mean? Like yeah. wake up and, and be able to say, Oh, I could donate some money to my nephew's thing. And, uh, thing, uh, compared to in the past to where I could barely even buy a ticket to go watch Gordo play, you know yeah. what I mean? In high school, you get what I'm saying? So at night, I swear at night I'm sitting there I'm pray I pray you know what I mean I'm not, I don't look like the religious guy but I sit there and I thank God every night I truly believe that you know what I mean something or whatever sparked me to do a complete 360 you get mm. what I'm saying all of a sudden for scrounging into change to having bigger and better things you know what I mean yeah but like you were saying I had the buddy saying hey man you you're good now you know what I mean you're up here it's time to drink again, celebrate your accomplishment. I'm like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? To me, you may be able to have one or two, but I'm, I'm too scared to go full blown and, and spiral straight down to dead zero. You know what I mean? That it really terrifies me to even have a sip. You know what I mean? What we were talking about earlier. I just can't, I don't ever see myself doing it. So yeah. you're asking me, how do I wake up? Not just staying motivated. I just think about all the shit I was going through. You know, from smoking the meth to being in and out of jail to scrounging for chain. I'm like, I can't go back to that person, man. That person 
he's gone. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm a new whole person. You know what I mean? Because, dude, it was bad. I'm fighting with family members. Me and Gordo get into it. Me pushing my sister. And, and I think about that shit all the time. Like, dude, you were a bad, bad person, you know? And that's what I think clicks to keep me motivated and, and stay away from the beer. You know what I mean? Do I want to do that? Or do I want to be where I'm at now? where I'm getting along with my family and the people that really matter in my life. You know what I mean? I, what do they think of you now? What kind of things does your family say to you and, and make you feel? Are oh you- man, they, I, my, my, I could show you one thing that my mom sent, texted me the other day and uh, she was like, uh, what did she say? I erased every damn thing. I hope I have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find it, you can read it. Let's see here. What did it say here? Oh, she was, let's see. I'm very grateful of you and all you do. She's all, love you more than you can ever imagine. You make my heart beat. I said, for what? Fixing your house? (laughs) (laughs) But then I have to sit there and realize. You have a hard time accepting compliments. I have to sit there and be like, she is proud of what you're fixing her whole house. So I'm I'm that idiot. You know what I mean? For what? Fixing up. But she's opening up to me like, Pee Wee, it's a good thing that you can do this for us without no hesitation. You know, because. When we went to get the tile and stuff for the bathroom, she's like, oh, well, I'll just get this one. It's 89 cents a square foot. I'm like, God, get, go all out, mom. You know, get this marble shit. Yeah. You, you deserve it. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, it's just, I think my mom is my main, my main mentor. You know what I mean? Without her, I, I don't need, I don't even think I would have ever made it, man, at all. And, you, you get what she was saying though, right? Like yeah, she, she was just. In a way, tell me, Pee Wee, your accomplishments are uh, holistically a whole. Like, yes, and my the house. My yeah. stupid ass is thinking for what putting title. That's so funny, man. <laughs> you know? See, I'm learning more about you the more we hang it's out. Like, you have man. a hard time accepting compliments. Yes, yes yeah. you know, and it's like you know, my dad for Father's Day had been bitching. You know, I just want a hundred bucks to go to the casino. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not. I'm like, I'm not giving you no hundred bucks. I ended up giving him five hundred bucks. You know, and you know, yeah. And he was like, ah, you, you know, Pee Wee, like trying to hug me and get off of me. You know what I mean? But he was trying to open up to me like, you know, hey, I'm proud of you, fucker. Because me and my dad has always had that relationship of me growing up. We were down each other's throat, arguing, you know, ah, fuck. And now I, 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 find, my, I find ourselves bonding, you know what I mean? And it, it, my dad, he's got that, like I was telling you, that toughness in there. He's not going to come and say, hey, son, I'm, in a way, he's like, hey, cabron, you fucking did something and, you and know, you're not being a pendejo no more. And you're that, like, he loves me. Yes, in, in my eyes, that's <laughs> insane. You know what? I love you, fuck. But yeah. it's just the way he words it, you know, but that's our relationship. People trip out how we talk, you know what I mean? Because my whole life, my dad's like, you're a pendejo, peewee. You're not going to, did I drop you on your head? But, you know, <laughs> that's my pops, man. And he's, he's made everything possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never really, you know what I mean? Sat there and said, you know what, dad, I love you. Thank you. And for everything you've done, you know what I mean? My dad was like me, an alcoholic. My mom said, you better straighten up or I'm leaving your ass, you know? And he's been sober shit, 30 some plus years, but he'll, he'll have a beer here, here and there, but not a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And me, I'm opposite. I I'm just, I'm over it. Like I said, I'm not a dry drunk. I'm not going to knock you for having a beer or something in front of me. I'm going to be like, hey, take one more shot for me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it didn't work out for me. You know what I mean? And hard, sad to say, I don't ever think I'll ever drink again. At, 
I don't think that's that sad. I mean, I knock on wood. If that's the way you feel, if that's the way you feel, and who knows how you'll feel years from now, but at least you're being honest with yourself. And that's always a good thing. I mean, I don't want to say shit and I'm going to turn 55 and old. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have a drink or two. I don't know what life's going to throw at me, but I know in back of my mind that what it's done to me and the consequences I had hospital jail, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's back to what I'm getting to. That's what I wake up to every day and think, man, do you want to do this or you're going to live your life like how you're doing it now? Yeah. So like the thing I'm trying to get at, I guess the alcohol was a big speed bump in my life. You know what I mean? It was something that you're going to go this path or this path and this path, I guess opened up and showed me what life is about. You know what I mean? Well, there you go, brother. It's, it's a blessing, dude. I think it's super impressive. I think not a lot of people get to a place where they get to talk about stuff like that. No, no, not at all. You know, I, I still have those friends that call me like I was telling you, how do I stop drinking? How, what do I do? you one thing, stay away from the people that are trying to force you. Because, you know, you're going to always have that buddy. Hey, man, I broke up with my girlfriend. Hey, well, let's I go need get you. Fucked up. I need you. Yeah, let's yeah. go drink. Don't worry about her. Let's go get drink. You know what I mean? Instead of sometimes, you, you know what? Maybe that friend needs to hear just a little. Hey, it's going to be all right, man. There's plenty yeah. more fish in the sea. Yeah. You know, instead of let's go get drunk. Next thing you know, your buddy had a domestic with his ex-girlfriend because you took him out partying and you fell out. You didn't solve any problems. He yeah, just caused yeah, a new one. Shit worse, yeah. You know what I mean? So. You know, it like I tell people, you pick and choose your path. You pick and choose which way you go. I'm not going to tell you stay sober, stay off the shit, but I'm going to try and help you out in a way to tell you, hey, you know, maybe it's not for you. Yeah. You know, like I'm living proof. Look at me. I was pretty much, I'm not going to lie. You know, even though my parents are, you know, they have a home. They, I wasn't allowed over there. You ain't coming over here on that shit. So yeah. I was just living house to house, bouncing around. Because I was so into the drugs, nothing else mattered. Where's that meth at? You know? Fuck my uh sister's uh my nephew's having a birthday party. I was I wasn't there. All because I was high, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like you were saying, that's nothing I can go back. Let's rewind it and go back. I missed out on a good five, six years all because I was smoking meth, man. You know what I mean? Just nothing else mattered but that meth pipe, the meth girls I was with, and that was it. That was my life, you know, go to work, come back, end up at the dope house. And that's it. We have a lot better things going on now, man. Oh, and that's dude, super impressive, man. To even, I, to even be able to step out of that huge shadow, which you caused, right? Your own oh, shadow yeah, I caused- to step out of that and create a new one. Is that, I don't think people understand how hard it is to even get away, but then how hard it is to stay away. Oh, dude. Like, that's, that's, that's super that's impressive, a, man. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like I told you, I, I had to, I stayed away from family funk everything because i knew there was going to be a cooler fill of beer and the temptation is there so i mean for anyone out there who's real interested what was my pro i just stayed away yeah until i knew i was over that hump and i could start coming out to people and there was times i would see a beer commercial and change the damn channel you know like god damn that yeah so you, good, you gave you yourself know? enough time to get to a place with it where you're like all right I'm going to slowly start being around. Yes. It. Maybe I won't change that commercial next time. Yes. And then maybe I'll go to one family gathering and see how I do around the cooler. Yeah. It's because I knew myself. You know what I mean? I was yeah. Like, and Smart once way I got over it. that hump and that was it. I mean, I just, I stayed, I found a bunch of coping skills. Like I was telling you, working on the weekends, uh, doing things that didn't involve being around certain, mm-hmm. you know, alcohols, gatherings and stuff like that. Cause I mean, and anytime if you're an addict or on something, man, that temptation is a motherfucker, dude. You're, it's like 
for example, I'm sober for three days. I end up saying, shit, not doing this. I come here and there's a couple guys with beers and Coke and shit on the table. Your first instinct in your brain's going to trigger like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, I'm going to do why it. Why not? Yeah. 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 Why not? I'm already here. My buddies are doing Everyone it. Else I'm is here. Doing it. And that's, that's what I would find making excuses. You know what I mean? You're doing it to yourself. You nobody's tying me down and saying, I'm going to blow this shit up your nose. You're going to fucking do it. Yeah. It's all on me. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not, I'm not telling people, Oh, just stop doing what you're doing. Your bad habits. But nah, man, this shit just wasn't for me. If you are happy with your life, being on drugs and high all the fucking time, well, that's on you. You know what I mean? But if you want to turn your life around and be like, Hey man, I'm someone that could tell you I'm living proof. I was worse of the worst. You can ask my mom, I mean, people close, close to me, you know, they're going to tell you, yeah, this dude was a, a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And that's coming out of my mom's mouth it, to now it's like, Hey, PB, I love you. I'm like, man, this is what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, not knocking it down. Don't drink. Don't, I mean, by all means, whoever watches this show, slam one for me. You know what I mean? Put the beer down. I'm not going to be like, Hey dude, that Bud Light, it could kill you. It could. Yeah, you're not on your high horse trying to stop the world. I'm from not it. trying to stop. You just the world understand where you're at with your yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. I I run into the other crowd because I still go to AA. You know, I got people that will call me. Hey, can you come tell your story yeah. at AA? And you know what I mean. I tell them the same thing. I'm not here to try and turn your life around and tell you you. Need, but I am here to tell you I'm living proof. If yeah. I did it, anybody could do it. You know what I mean? Because I was the most hard headed, stubborn person. Yeah, don't tell. There's doctors telling me, dude, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Get, dude, yeah. You're checked a dumb out of the hospital straight to the pickwick. Yeah. I mean, being in the hospital nine days about to die from it. I was right there drinking. It's like, it's crazy, man. It's just crazy how, um, if you function or you think you need to function on it, that's, that's how I was. I need this beer rum and it. What it, it was all in my mind, man. That's it. And now. I'm opposite from that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'd rather get that doctor. I'm, well, now I'm having a problem with sodas. I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> dude, if you were to see uh, my pantry, it's just, uh, I mean, so full of junk food. I'm that person waking up at two in the morning to go urinate and drinking two Dr. Peppers, maybe a Twinkie and a handful of Starburst. It's like. And now you're on to your next thing where you're like, how do I switch this up? How do I stop this now? You know what yeah. I mean? Now I'm a sugar addict. You know what I mean? But it's, it's just every addictions everywhere yeah like you were saying it could be Just chip away at it man for video games sex tattooing i mean everything yeah everything's, everything's labeled an addiction man it's just how you approach it and how you control it and you know what i mean that, i agree that's how i see it but we're gonna have to wrap this up brother we've been on going on two hours oh, almost. you got it man hey my uh, guy i'll leave you with this brother i really appreciate you coming down i really appreciate you having this conversation yeah. i think me and you intended to like kind of be funny and and we yeah. did a little bit but it's kind of cool that I got to know another side of you, man. I appreciate you sharing some of the stuff, man. I'm super proud of you, man. I know that your family is too. And thank you for coming on here to share some of the oh, stuff. Anytime, man. Maybe next one we could bring me and Gordo and we might have a family brawl in here, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll when we get a happened. bigger room then. Yeah, 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 yeah. most definitely. Hey, my but. brother, I appreciate you. Much love. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Castillo, a.k.a. Peewee. Yes, my guy. Sir. All right, we're out. We ready? Yes, sir.